This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. New features for 2017 as well. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. This Week in League, Semi Radra turns the Broncos into his own personal ex-wives club. Wayne Bennett excited after seeing hard evidence that it is possible to gape someone with a semi. After having their home invaded and being terrorised on Thursday night, the Broncos look to bring in an expert in the field in Matt Lodge. Plus, we look back at all the other action from round 25 of the 2017 NRL season. All that more this week in League. Welcome to episode 270 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. How you doing, man? I am uh, tired. I'm feeling better now. i got to say I'm feeling it now. I don't know if it's because, um, like, we finally got those fucking three lines out at the start. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fuck it. It was a, it was a, a punish, as they say. <laughs> Tonight, it was, it was uh, but not as punishing as uh, Sammy was with the Broncos. No. On Thursday night. <laughs> no. Fucking it! It's so much shit that went on this yeah, week. Yeah, is its own sad, pathetic joke. Yeah. Look what do you say about Dugan. Yeah. You know. Well, that guy. He's just you know he's just in the hall of fame with people like Todd Carney and these cunts that can't stay out of their own way. Fucking hell. Mm. Um, because the thing is, the thing is with Dugan, he is he is just like a Carney. Like he's not like a he's not a criminal. No, he's just a f- he's a fuckhead. He's just a fucking idiot that can't drink, you know, can't drink safely, in a way, you know, maintaining his his fucking head, you know, for any any amount of time. Where he's like, um, do you remember when you were, you know, thirteen, fourteen, and you thought that it was fucking cool to drink at nine in the morning, or yeah. Was no, that just me? <laughs> you you you're the fucking one that was uh, raised down in Penrith. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you that idiot fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. lad yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah. He's just nev- and never seen these, these guys. These guys get it cocooned in the rugby league world where they never have to grow up because they're not actually working a, a proper job. They're just basically they actually their life improves because they get way more money. They don't have to go to classes. They just get to do the thing they oh. would do on Tuesday, uh, Thursday yeah. afternoons after school. We'll fucking get to them not having to work. Yeah, Actual yeah. I, I'm, I'm just, I just wanted to fucking just Ooh. fucking click the pilot light a couple of times. <laughs> Get you ready because we're going to do it. Uh, we're we're going to we're going to let you loose uh, this week um, in the mailbag. Solzy zero uh, four. Fuck everyone else's teams. I'm ready for the this week in league grand final meetup. How we uh, how we position on that venue? It looks like. How's our scout? How's our scout going? Fucking don't ask a Cronulla fan to fucking scout something for you. Yeah. Fucking useless, mate. And look, maybe, maybe I should have said that, you know, Tuesday's karaoke, Wednesday's trivia, Thursday, everyone goes and shoots wads at Valentine Holmes posters. <laughs> fucking got in there. Um, there's, there's two places we're looking at. Um, this is on the proviso. Option one is that, as per usual, El Loco and Grand Final, then blah, blah, blah. we yep. will tick off to the, the Grand Final and yes. leave everyone to their own devices. Yes. 
Um, option two is that we'll hang out somewhere, get an exclusive space for for Twill listeners. Yes. Um, stay there for for as much of the day as we can stand. Watch the game there. Hang out with everybody. Yep. For for more of the day, and if we do that, there's two places we're looking at. One in the city itself, and another one in the cross. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, we basically are. Uh, Aren't so, in Sydney, so we would we we need to, to get some intelligence on that's it. whether the venues would be suitable, mm. and uh, and then go from there. Within the next couple of days, we probably should try and get an idea of numbers too, because both of them hold different amounts of people. Yeah, and so for that, uh, I'll tell you what, I'll set up. You know, by the time you're listening to this show, like you know, through the day on Thursday or whatever, I'll set up a quick little thing and stick it on the website where you know you can sort of RSVP or whatever. Yep. And uh, you'll think about how we're going to do it because yeah, there. I mean, there is a cost involved in getting a venue, so. Um, well, whilst whilst we probably wouldn't have to to go to the stage of uh, charging people to to go, or if we did, it would be like you know it costs you ten bucks, but you get like two drinks or something for that. You know what I mean? Like there's there's a certain spend or whatever that we'd have to two drinks, put across shoe the bar. Hire, hot dog, fries, and a coke. Not that much, and shoe shoe hire. I mean, you know, just that, that to have that fucking bowling ad. That's some effective goddamn advertising right there. You're still remembering like 20 years later? <laughs> or is they doing, are they doing it today? I, would, I have no fucking idea. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's where we're at. R-Pop, sh- on the piss with a mate. He swears that a player rooted Tim Sheen's misses. <laughs> have you ever heard anything along those lines? Look, I want to say I have, but it just sounds like one of those rugby league things. I could have heard of someone rooting someone's, yeah, anyone's wife, and I just might be just... Uh, conflating it with that um, a, he swears he swears that it's happened though how do you get to that though well, I want to know what the fuck he's doing drinking with Saguna <laughs> yeah exactly and B this will officially be a whole fucking season that that story hasn't come out yeah and like you don't want me telling it after a day on the piss a year removed that'll have fucking dragons the and way, shit in it the way that he the way that he fucking cuts <laughs> Bryce Gibbs <laughs> <laughs> Mario C. So Unky D is an ex Steiner parent. So uh, that would mean that uh, presumably his kids are still Steiner kids, as as dictated by his ex. So that's unfortunate. More. That sounds like a meetup conversation. Let's <laughs> see you on Grand Final day. De Niro uh, with a combined score of one hundred and forty-five to fifty-six. And a four-win whitewash. The Dragons are this week in league champions. Go fuck yourself, man. Underscore that, that, JDHD. That's such a fucking Dragons thing to do. Is just it? invent little things. Invent small victories. Yeah. To make you feel better about your season. Uh, because when the Dogs win this week, yeah, it's not going to fucking amount to uh, a, a cunt full of cold water. And then, so. <laughs> especially when your premiership was... Pretty much a Broncos premiership. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much a Broncos premiership. And it was also one of those ones. It was one of those... Like, you've got... Obviously, you've got Storm premierships in, like, you know, 07 and 09, like, that are just just flat out, just invalid. Yeah. Like, you know, there's, they're stricken from the record books. There's that level of, of, uh, of, of grand final that doesn't exist. Then you've got the ones that obviously are, you know, are like, you know, 2008 and... You know, th- thousands of others like 1991, you know, your, your, your like these ones that are actually like you know just hard, hard fought. Like 2015, 
these uh, the you know, 2011, like these grand finals that have fought, just fought modern and, day seasons Odysseys. that have fought and won. Then in between those two those levels of grand finals, you've got like your 2014s, mm. your 2010s, Ugh. grand finals that were clearly planned and executed by the NRL from the fucking yeah. start. I mean. I'm sure in 2010, if the Dragons had fucking anything that was like a catchphrase thing, like this ringing the bell horse shit that they went on with at the start of 2014, <laughs> fuck me drunk. You just knew yeah. that no matter what, there was zero chance that, no. the, that anything, any other result was going to happen other than the Rabbits winning that game. If, but even, you know, for the Dragons to... Like, the, the closest thing they got to fucking a story or a narrative that year was when they allowed... The person being tra- you know paid as a trainer mm-hmm. um, to play that Gaznia guy, yeah, yeah, you know down on troops they yeah. they let the trainer pull the boots on. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so yeah. In conclusion, go fuck yourself. Underscore JDHD. Speaking of people who can fuck themselves, he said our dragons undefeated in 2017 against Twilos, <laughs> and he takes it further, past and present. So he's throwing the tigers in there as well, just to just to make him feel even, even more proud of his uh, his red V. That that'd be like, okay, so so his team's beaten the the Panthers, Manly, mm-hmm. and West West Tigers and Tigers. Yep. So that's pretty much like if that Mayweather guy beat up that Irish bloke, mm-hmm. right? Then beat his wife again. Yep. And then beat his kids. Yeah. So that fucking good thing to be proud of. Yeah. yeah fucking that's, piece yeah, of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah how dare you? <laughs> like, oh. We can take it, but leave the fucking children out of it. <laughs> and uh, he's, he, he's redeemed himself. So underscore JDHD again. He said, My wife heard the labyrinth joke in the cast this week <laughs> and immediately broke into a rendition of Dance Magic Dance. Hashtag happy wife. So, uh, yeah. Your wife is, uh, has your your wife has won the 2017 people better than you in your household contest. <laughs> you got a feel for the fucking poor Dale. Oh, I like know. Like he's just like slaving away as a the fucking wife to the guy sitting in his fucking basement tallying off beating <laughs> the teams. Yeah. And all it takes to make her happy, yep, is just a brief reminder. Of the babe with the powers. Well, I was going to say David Bowie's crotch in Lycra, but... (laughs) Crotch, crotch, stretching out of Lycra in in the giant codpiece, presumably. Um, (laughs) I mean, I would imagine that in what's essentially a children's movie, although timeless and good for all ages, I would imagine... Nine hours, 43 minutes. I would imagine seeing Major Tom's fucking anaconda (laughs) coiled around... (laughs) Uh, all the young dudes. Why has the Goblin King got a goblin stuck down his leg of his pants? <laughs> if I was Bowie, I just would have been made goblin this joke the whole fucking time. <laughs> <sighs> okay, uh, Does that count as a, a tug job or a blow job if you get sucked off by a Muppet? <laughs> That would be like the teenage in a sock, wouldn't it? I mean, more than anything. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> like Jim Henson is just like rolling around and weeping. 
<laughs> in a coffin full of socks and jizz. <laughs> cry wank in his coffin at the moment. Um, <laughs> life is a thigh day. Hopefully, you see uh, see him uh, on the grand final day, and in, in, and hopefully he takes more care of himself. <laughs> Personal safety. Is hey, oh fuck! That's right. He got mugged last year, didn't he? He got mugged after the thing last Poor year. Oh fuck! Yeah. yeah. Okay. He said, "Our thoughts. Fuck having to coach that that bunch. Not even Bellamy could. And he un- unleashes his wasted talent. All stars. Fullback Ben Barber. Wingers." Wingers? He's got Bryce Cartwright on a wing. Or maybe it's just... Okay, maybe he's just gone 1 through 13. He's got 13. In, in no particular order or position. Although, just about everyone else is actually in a position. Bryce could play to... on the wing. <laughs> I guess. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> or the the corner, yeah, if yeah. you're using the uh, the coat hanger yeah. analogy. Um, so we've got Barber, Joel Monaghan, Chandor Earl, Jamal Idris, Bryce Cartwright, Chrissy Sandow, Todd Carney, Dave Taylor... Anthony Watts, George Rose, Tony Williams, Michael Wayman, and Les Boyd. Now, look, I feel like Anthony Watts shouldn't have been on that list at all. I don't think he was a waste of anything. I mean, he's just—he's a waste of oxygen, but I don't think that he was particularly... Yeah. He wasn't the next fucking Cameron Smith, Steve fucking Kerrod Walters on See, the way up at does, all. How does Wayman get on? Like, he was a fucking potato, I, I, uh, but he played State of Oregon. I feel like he did his job. He wasn't. He wasn't Matt Scott, but no one else is really. He, he, he was, wasn't Webkey. No, few are. He was. I guess he was better than Jason Riles. He was, but um, I don't think he was a product. Like when I think of wasted talent, I think this guy is someone who's supposed to be this or shows glimpses of this, and instead is that. And never. like Shandor Earl was just like a guy that was like he was fast and he was a decent player, and then he got pinged, and you know that's the end of that. I don't think he yeah. he, he wasted John Monaghan. He was a fine player, and then he went over to England and was fine over there as well. And you know, he you know, fucked the dog, or you know, the dog lick, his, lick him on his balls. But mm. I don't know. If that's wasted talent. Maybe he's fucking great at spreading peanut butter on shit. Now, maybe it was a. Maybe that was the peak. Mate, you know, maybe unpopular opinion. Yeah, but you know, Ben Barb. Oh, look, I guess he is a wasted talent because I, I was going to say that he. Like in his last year, he got through and he won a won a grand final. Yep. I, I guess that is the definition. If he he got fucking done on the um, lining lines on God's sherbet, so yep. that that is a waste of talent. Jamal Idris, yes, yep, I think so, hundred percent. Todd Carney, well, motherfucker, you know, won Dally M and shit like, and then wasted it by pissing in his mouth. Oh yeah, yeah. You give him that. Yeah, look, Dave Taylor. Now, from what I've heard, this he is the almost the epitome yeah. of, of, of wasted talent. And he, the thing, and this is the thing he shows you, like this one game, one game in every ten, he'll do some amazing shit that's clearly not an accident. And it's mm. like, man, yeah. get your get your fucking yeah. head screwed on, mate. George Rose, I don't think, I don't think he was wasted talent. I think he did the, you know, he's a he's a someone for all fat men to look up to. I mean, he he reached the pinnacle of the game. Yeah. <laughs> Won a grand final. Uh, uh, look, and George, George Rose is a poor man, Sam Thayde. Yeah, basically. Like, yeah, like a, just like a, a nicer, fatter Sam Thayde. <laughs> and marginally, well, I'd say, you know, marginally successful, but I mean, fuck, he's, you know, he, he got his comp and... Yep. Sammy certainly has, you know, <laughs> One more premierships than ET ever had. Yeah, well, yeah, that's it. 
Tony Williams. I, I think that's. He's, I think Tony Williams is one would come up a lot in that conversation. Yep. Les Boyd. I mean, I don't know if he wasted any talent. I mean, yeah, his talent was fucking destroying yeah. people, and he did it well. Fair point. And, and did spend his time. What, did I miss out? Like Chrissy Sandow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think you, know, you could probably put him down there. Bryce Cartwright, probably too soon to say, because everyone else, with the exception of um, Barber, are kind of you know, done yeah. or in England or, you know, whatever. But um, And fuck you for suggesting that. I hope you do get mugged. Oof. Got a bit real. A Twill Tourist, uh, Beerboy182, uh, had, a, had a picture um, from Spain. said, uh, here's actually a pic 30 minutes before a La Ramblas attack in uh, Barcelona Oof. outside the Amaze at Starograd Familia. He's going to hashtag Twill Tourist, hashtag Twill Terrorist. Um... <laughs> Fucking relax, guy. Just slow down. Well, you're you're slow. now on a Twill watch list. <laughs> yeah, yeah Twill ASIO. Um, Barjas86. This is a great one. Just got married in Ravello Amalfi, Italy. Oh, fucking gorgeous place. How many, epi- how many episodes can I smash out on the nine-hour bus to Sicily? Well, I don't know. Well, I mean, I guess like four probably, but... Mm. Why you've just got married, son, and in the most beautiful fucking location overlooking like the Amalfi fucking coast, and like just tremendous. Do we need to do like a, a honeymoon edition where we talk them through their first night? <laughs> Look, if you get through four episodes of the show on the way down to Sicily, you'll be you'll be well and truly. I mean, there'd be, there'd be something in there. A few episodes. I mean, like this episode, for example. I mean, you're already in Sicily now, obviously, but. <laughs> This episode, you know, you got the whole Muppet sex, you know, tips, so... Um. Because that's it. There is nothing a woman loves more than you suggesting ventriloquism. Fuck puppets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this week in Ben Pomeroy, this week is a quick one. This is the one game, the uh, cup final from the boys. So, uh, without any further ado, well, fuck it. First, follow at Super League Pod on, uh, on Twitter and uh, grab their podcast and... Uh, once again, thanks for sending through the pick, guys. Uh, in uh, in the in the hoodies, uh, the Twill Nation hoodies, and uh, you know it's fantastic that you know in England, even in the middle of summer, you can bang on your hoodie. It's uh, it's appropriate appropriate apparel. Yes, year round. So our English listeners, our English members, I should say, they get far more far more value for money in their memberships because they actually get something they can wear every day. That's true. But uh, thanks again, boys, and uh, yeah, take it away. Now then, lads, Tom and Mark from the Super League pod here, ready to bring you your weekly update on all things Northern Hemisphere, focusing this week on the Challenge Cup final that was played out on Saturday afternoon at Wembley and saw Hell FC defeat the Wigan Warriors 18 points to 14. Yeah, and in the first half, it started badly for the reigning champs, Hull, as Wigan struck early through John Bateman. Hull, though, bounced back, and an inch-perfect kick by Mark Sneed set Fatuli Talanoa up to score wide before another Sneed kick shortly after caused mayhem in the Wigan back line, and the ball eventually ended up with legend of Victorian rugby league Mahe Fanua to stroll over and score. Wigan did strike again, though, Oliver Gildart, but Williams was unable to convert... 
as an entertaining first half ended 12-10 to Hull. And so the second half began and saw Hull FC spend pretty much 20 minutes camped inside the Wigan 20 after Mark Sneed kicked a brilliant 40-20 of his own. This allowed Hull to maintain sustained pressure and eventually see a deft finish from Mahe Fenua take Hull out to 18 points to 10. An unconverted Joe Burgess try followed and saw the scoreline move to 18-14 and many Wigan fans at that point believed the comeback was on. However, despite a controversially chalked off no try for Tony Club and a last minute Joe Burgess effort being ruled out for a forward pass, Wigan could not do enough to overhaul FC who went on to lift their second consecutive Challenge Cup and see halfback Sneed named Lance Todd Trophy winner for the second year in a row, making him the first player in history to individually achieve this feat. So with the Challenge Cup over for this year, attention turns back to the Super 8s this week. With Leeds hosting an undoubtedly hungover hull, Wigan looking to strike back against arch-rivals St. Helens, Salford facing Wakefield and League leaders Cass visiting Huddersfield. OK, just some general stuff. Uh, got the last couple of memberships, so I got a big mail out of uh, stuff, and there's still a couple of things, a couple left, like very, very limited, like we're talking a handful total. Uh, I'll get some packs up, I think, with um, you know some of the leftover stuff, like some uh, some stickers and, uh, and keyrings and stuff like that, and there are still one or two of the old undefeated shirts there as well, and uh, I'll get those out there to you. Um, Hats. Had people asking about hats. We've still got hats from back when we did them, but uh, I, I'm not in physical possession of them, so I need to make sure I, I do. And maybe I might try and align it with the next time you're going down to fucking Toowoomba or something. You might be able to bring them, bring back a fucking some box of hats. I still got them. Well, yeah. Well, this is the thing. I think it's it's, it's even worse because we were having them fulfilled by um, a, a friend's wife. And they've since relocated further than Toowoomba, so I honestly have no fucking idea where they are at the moment, but um, I know Glenn will, so we'll we'll get to the bottom of it anyway, and uh, when I do, there'll be fire sale on those motherfuckers, so um, yeah, look forward to that, if if we could ever get them. (laughs) Okay, so we had uh, this week, or through the week, I think it was probably like right after the last episode came out, uh, I forget who it was, but uh, they, they said, you know, I you know, expected Stepdad to have yeah, something rant. to say about the RLPA, and we kind of did, but last week we were on a very very strict time schedule, yeah. we had like about an hour and a half where we had to get everything done and busted out, and, uh, and so we kind of uh, left it off, but now... Unfortunately, I the floor last is week, yours. I, I had to go to a fucking job, mm-hmm. the thing that normal people, you know, have to do, and you also had things to do for your, yes. uh, you know, income. Yes, correct. Now, for last week's show, I was going to talk about the little meeting they had. There was a shit ton of stuff um, spoken about in terms of how the players, how they were dressed when they turned up. Yep. Um how how they presented themselves to the media and there was all this fucking gossipy bullshit about, you know, well, James Tedesco walked out of the meeting. He wasn't walking with Tigers players. He was walking with Roosters players. And so th- this was the the big story. Yeah, yeah. On, on that sort of thing. But I thought when it would run out of time last week, that by the time the show rolled around, there may be a resolution. Yep. 
right? There, no. there may be a resolution. Nope. Now, I, I want to put into perspective a couple of things. So, the NRL has a certain amount of revenue it gets from signing contracts. And it signs contracts with advertisers and for rights to show the game on different platforms, television, online, um, radio, etc. Now, the players want a fixed share yes. of that revenue. They're looking at a, a whole bunch of other sports and a whole bunch of other models, but let's just stick to rugby league and its place in Australia. The average wage for an Australian... Yes, what is the average wage at the moment? Is $78,880. Okay. The NRL players would then make, if they got what they wanted, the average wage for an NRL player would be Mm $330,000. Okay. Now, this is per 12 months. Mm -hmm. However, for you or I to go and earn that average $78,000, we would have to work for 11 of those 12 months. Yes. Because we would have one week. Get our standard four annual weeks. Leave. Yeah, That's it. Annual leave. NRL players, they have a pre-season, mm-hmm. but the season's seven months of the year. Yep. And there is a pre-season, and like, even if they trained year-round, mm-hmm. it's still not an everyday situation either. Particularly in the off-season. Particularly in the off-season. You know, even if... They're in a situation like... Players that play for the Tigers, for example, get an extra month of additional holidays. (laughs) It's like government flexi days. (laughs) Um, You know, but even if if they were like a lot of other professional sports, where the athletes respected the fans and the code and the team and, you know, to to not drink during the season. Yep. You know, they accept that, okay, pre-season starts, no more beers, have one after the fucking finals or when the season's done now again this average Aussie earning $78,000 a year mm-hmm. um, a lot of them have either done an apprenticeship where they've done four years mm-hmm. of earning minimal fucking like a non-livable wage yep, yep. It, it is it is designed to give to kids living with their parents basically uh, or to earn that $78,000 average, they end up with a debt for their degree of up to fifty, sometimes $60,000. Yep. This is where there is such an infuriating disconnect between what the RLPA want and what people are seeing from the outside. Yep. If I said to you, so let's, you know, do a little bit of fudging here to use round numbers. The average Aussie's wage, let's take that up to a hundred grand. Average NRL wage, let's bring that down to three hundred grand. Okay. If I said to you, um, would you prefer me to give you three hundred grand now, or a hundred grand a year for three years? Mm-hmm. What would you choose? Well, I'd, t- I'd, I'd take the three hundred straight up because because you know, you're not a fucking idiot. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, you know, I could make that money work for me over the three years. No exactly. Yeah. You know, and and that's the way that money works. If yeah. you can get more of it in a lump sum up front, mm-hmm. you are generally better off. Yep. If you're not a fuckhead, 
than if you yeah. get that same oh, amount of money fucking degenerate, yeah. spread over time. Yes. Yeah? Now, do you remember when you had your first job? Yes. How much of your pay packet did you have left at the end of the week? First job. Well, okay, so we're talking first job where I actually had to like pay for like living expenses. Yeah, first like, job oh, when you were when you're, like, out 14 in the world. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, okay. No. okay, first, oh, fucking, that's a good question. Um, like, you know, Uncle Harry would give you a $2 coin and he's hanky. Yeah, I like fucking was working, working at Brumbies when I was like in year nine. That was the first job, you know. But um, fucking like outside outside of school, first job. Yeah, probably not a lot. Yeah. Now, when you got your, your next job or your pay rise or whatever, yep. did you have that exact amount of money more left over at the end of yeah, every course, single fucking of course, week? Of course you don't, yeah. And were you somewhere around the same age that a lot of these NRL players are? Oh, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. So how, how the fuck does more money fix this situation? This is what well, the, boggles the, the, situ- what being, what's the fucking mind. But that, then that, that begs the question, like, what is the situation that, that's trying to be fixed? The, for them, the situation is they just want more money. It's it not is. Like, it's not like because they want to have more in their pocket left over at the end of the day. It's they just want more money. They want more they, money. There's no problem they're trying to solve other than the problem that they're giving more money. But then you get on to the second thing of just, just how fucking disconnected these people are, right? Yeah. Yeah, you had James Maloney go out and say that, uh, you know, they're the players... And that everybody else is an accessory. A, fucking hell, he should have known how that would have come across. Twitter was fucking tremendous. And that every In fucking that sharks game, every journalist, that accessory thing was just but, tremendous. But that's the thing; he wasn't talking about fans. No, not at all. He was talking about the governing body yeah. and everybody yeah. attached to it and this. But you know, fucking guess what, Jimmy? If you put you and every other NRL player in a room yep. with Murdoch's negotiators to negotiate the next fucking TV deal, <laughs> you'd be begging for some fucking accessories oh, be <laughs> after that. Man, they would be accessorising the you know, fuck out of themselves. Yeah, Just yeah. as you are 100% correct that without the players, there is no game. Mm-hmm. Without your teams, you have no game. Correct. Because they fucking do everything for you. They coach... They supply the facilities. They fucking get the bus to the games for you. Mm-hmm. You know? And then the governing body organises the schedule and the advertising. They literally run your dumb fucking life. Exactly. So they are, well, not, you know, front line. They are as equally important to the machine. Who, who wouldn't want an accessory like that? <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> Then you move on to the next bit. They're, they're trying to spin that, well, you know, we want we want to fund mm-hmm. by uh, by the by the NRL yep. to um, for injured players and a retirement fund. Yep. Now, yet again, I'm going to go back to this this average person here, seventy eight hundred thousand dollars a yep. year. Yep. They this, have, this is the thing you can, you can just round it up to the broad hundred thousand figure because it still makes what you know. And that's not it even make, it makes it makes their mathematics no less ridiculous. Exactly. Too, so, yeah. You know, and that's not even a small round up. Even though you're you're rounding up twenty five percent almost, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you go to anyone in the world and go, look, this figure here, I'm just going to round that up by twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. Um. No, hang on. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> but you're right. It makes it no less stupid. Then they're saying that we want this fund. Yep. To the people now. Yeah, in everyday life, these people, most of these people who go out and get their, their hundred grand a year, they have work cover. Mm-hmm. 
They're in private health. They're now that, and that's the fucking point. See, mm-hmm. work cover's great. Yep. But it's not a fucking get out of jail free. It's not going to cover, cover you for every all. eventuality. You know, work cover basically covers you to not be able to work at all. Mm-hmm. It's not to do what you want to do. Yeah. Like you hear all these horror stories about people who were, you know, injured and you know don't have full faculties anymore and work cover somehow decide that they could be a librarian for yep. example yep. so the the payments stop and yep. you know so if you don't want those eventualities you go out there and you purchase insurance for yourself mm-hmm. you know you take some of the money you are given mm-hmm. and you minimize the risk to yourself and your family and whoever it is by purchasing an insurance policy correct now you're basically gambling that something will happen. Yeah. And if you don't do it, then you're gambling that something That's will it. happen. Now, this is the unfortunate thing. Insurance doesn't work out economically. Okay. If you oh. just do the math on, on yep. insurance, it doesn't work. However, it's there for large expenses. And Correct. if in fucking six years you need a hip replacement and Medicare's a six-month wait, then you've got this insurance. There are places out there that will insure professional sports people. Mm-hmm. There's places out there that will fucking that, that will insure fighters. So there's rugby league players have got no fucking problem. Exactly. So this fucking ridiculous. So, so just on just on insuring of insuring of fighters. I mean, like when there's no money in fucking in, in like amateur, you know, mixed martial arts and stuff like that. Yeah. But I know I know people that like you know they go into a fight and they have a fucking three round war and they get busted open and we'll be sitting backstage afterward and they'll be like, the doctor will be looking at them and they'll be like, one, two, three, four, five, you know, like a certain number of stitches and they go, fucking boom, that's 1,500 bucks. Yep. From the insurance. Yeah. And that's how, and that's their match, that's their, that's their payment for the fight. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and they're like, fuck yeah. <laughs> 10 stitches, boom. Now, this is the thing though. Yeah. If you go and you work, um, you know, how many fucking listeners have we got right now that do work or have worked in FIFO situations? Yeah, yeah, lots. Where they're away from their families. Mm-hmm. They're generally doing some fucking pretty dangerous things in mm-hmm. some pretty shitty places. Yep. And they go and pay extra mm-hmm. for policies for themselves yep. because of the risk involved in their job. Yeah. That's how fucking insurance works. Mm-hmm. You know, the bigger the risk, the more it costs. Because ultimately, should it come to it, God forbid, the, the amount of money that you're going to receive well, is a significantly. Insurance yeah. doesn't work if people are all paying a little bit. Yeah. And then everyone's getting massive or, payouts. Yeah. Or, or if, or if everyone's getting paid out yeah. because everyone's it's getting permanently dis- you know, disabled. Or whatever. Fucking stupid. And then you have this whatever this fucking idiot that runs it now fucking. Pederas or whatever his name is, getting out there talking about how you know well it's the the interest of the players that they want. If you are an actual players association, mm-hmm. then you don't need to be going to the NRL saying we demand more money because it's this bullshit fallacy that groups like that always have that. Well, the the money, the the money will just come to us. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Now there is a finite amount of money. Mm-hmm. 
clubs at the moment, they're they're ranging between we are so fucked that the NRL has to buy us back mm-hmm. to we are the most successful sporting brand in the Southern Hemisphere, um, so much so that we've reclaimed the naming rights to our stadium. Yeah. You know, and everything in between. There's there's really the the lack of fucking understanding of how the businesses work in that lots of clubs when the NRL gives them their money, mm-hmm. you know, the and there were articles, so many fucking articles about it. The, there were a lot of clubs, the ones that were against the raise of the salary cap, yep. were the ones who used the remainder from their grant to what the to cap pay, is to pay the cap, yeah, to to, to pay run the bills. their fucking club, yeah. You know that that's how they keep the fucking lights on. So. This is where it comes back to affecting the fans, and this is where it really fucks me off. You got people like Maloney there talking about accessories. Mm-hmm. Now, all of these accessories, except for maybe a couple of executives yeah. at top level, yeah. they're not on three hundred and thirty thousand dollars no. a year. They're on probably closer to a hundred thousand dollars a year. Yep. They've probably gone and got some sort of maybe business degree or marketing degree or whatever it is. So they've got the fifty thousand dollar debt. Yep. They pay for insurance for them or their family or for whatever to happen. So for that club to still operate and pay those people, they can't sit there and go, well, hang on, we want some of the revenue too. They just get a fucking wage from the club. Mm-hmm. And it's what they could negotiate at the time. So do clubs charge more tickets? Uh, more for tickets? They charge more for memberships? Do they charge more for, for merchandise? Do jerseys go over the $200 mark? Fucking they, God forbid. They, they fucking, it goes up every year anyway. Yeah. The, the only other avenue is for them to charge their fans more. Yep. Or to charge sponsors more. And how many meetings have you ever gone to where you say, look, we actually need to charge you more for uh, no different outcome? Yeah. Sign on the dotted line. Yeah. You know? So... The whole fucking Rugby League Players Association is an absolute fucking sham of an organisation that's somehow convinced these players that it's in their best interest to do shit cunt things like, you know, boycotting events. Yeah, yeah. You know? What the fuck is that? Do that and see what happens. Fucking oath. Yeah. You know, I, I want somebody to step up and call these cunts on it. I actually saw, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it calling on it, but I saw a thing today that's saying that um, Scott Penn's, like, instructing Manly players, don't... don't he came out there and don't said... Don't be fucking idiots. Like, yeah. He pretty much said that, look, you, you know, you are your own men and you can do what you want. However, yeah. your contract yeah. is with the club and yeah. we expect you to uphold the values of the club. Yep. Yeah. But it's this fucking dick-swinging bullshit of, oh, you know, we might boycott the Dally M's. Yeah. Who fucking cares? There's you know? only one, I mean, you know what, the Dally M's will come out looking looking shit and tainted, but you know, they won't look anywhere near as bad as, it'll be because of these cunts over here exactly. who did this. It's exactly the same. Do you remember when those taxi drivers went on strike in Melbourne? What were they striking about? Uber. Uber, yes. Yeah. Well, you fucking know? that even happened up here, didn't it? Oh, I don't know. But, you know, fucking great way to get the public on board for your cause is yeah. to make every cunt late for work. Withdrawing is... What's this like the bus drivers up here? Well, no, 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 they didn't withdraw. They they drove really slowly 
they're like they got on the highway and blocked every lane and yeah, drove but they had they had days where they'd be like Friday coming up. Yeah, we're not fucking running. So we, their drivers are having a strike. So on Friday, uh, if you if you don't live on a train line yeah. and you rely on bus to get to work, you're shit out of luck. I don't mind that. I fucking hate buses on the road. Oh, yeah, me too. But, but if I was a bus catching person, yeah, and you made late to work and you didn't have a, a, a yeah, you weren't in a workplace. Exactly. Where they, How does that endear you to the cause of the noble bus driver? Yeah, not at all. You know, needing the government to pay for his fucking vests. Yeah. Or knee high socks. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, but the fact that they're threatening to boycott. Yeah. is absolutely ridiculous. The fact that the RLPA is not going to them and explaining, it doesn't matter how much fucking money you have. You do have a limited career. That, that's about yeah. the only thing that they've got right. Yeah. So what you need to do is stop living like somebody who has... Who's going to earn $300,000 a year well, for, for you know, their entire working, you know, for 50 years. Or, you know, for 40 years. The, the person that's gone and fucking, you know, sacrificed and studied and... Yeah, yeah. You know, ...pay the money. Which, mind you, these fuckers can afford to do... Yeah. ...while they're playing. Well, they've got... I mean, many do. Well, not and many, but, you know, well, certainly... Some do. ...a certain percentage do. Well, a small enough percentage that when one does... It's a like fucking a fucking good news story. St- yeah, it's like, oh, they could be the CEO of their club. <laughs> Fuck. But... You know, to be, they should be going there and saying, yep. look, here's the thing. And now, I remember I, I had a, a boss once who played um, soccer in the UK and Colombia. Mm-hmm. And he said, back then, you were forced to do a trade. Okay. You know, and he was, oh, this would have been, I think, in the 70s. Just yeah. pitballing, you know, so it wasn't, you know, pro-pro. Yeah. But he said, you were forced to do a trade. Or if you didn't want to do a trade, you had to be studying. Yep. And it was because so many people got injured. They got yep. this and they needed something to fall back on. Yep. So if the RLPA actually had the player's best interest at heart and not this fucking pederast guy trying to get himself fucking all you know important and, and all over TV, they would be setting up pathways for educational skills they would be putting together and talking to the NRL about saying, you know, what can we do about saying that, okay, well, players, you'll have a, a salary of, or a contract of this, mm-hmm. but you're going to get X amount in, play, in payments, and then there will be a fund set up that will run or someone else will run or yeah. fucking you can do it all on a computer these days, and the rest of your fucking money goes... In there. Yep. And that's so you understand that you're not supposed to be living like a $300,000 person. Yep. You need to live like a $100,000 person, but you have the benefit of getting two hundred grand a year that you can put away. Yep. You know? And this whole thing, yes, it's worked out on averages and there's going to be some players who are on more and there's going to be some players who are on less. Yep. But the feeling is still the same. It's driving a wedge between players and the fans. Yep. It's dragging out in the fucking media 
even the, the most respectable of these fucking players don't even have the balls to stand up and say, well, you know what? If we're demanding a share of the revenue, fucking oath, if you come and suspect us of something illegal, yeah. yes, we will hand over our fucking this, 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 it's this. It's the least we could do. Like, I, I saw fucking Aaron Woods. Like, what an absolute fucking mental pygmy that cunt is. And, like, he's proven it, you know, over and over, particularly this year. Yeah. I mean, he's leaving people in no doubt. Just, you know, talking about, well, oh, oh I don't see why I should have to do that. Yeah. I don't see why I should have to do do that, and then all of a sudden, and this, 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 and then my fucking things are in the paper. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Fucking more famous people than you can't get their bank records searched by the police every single day. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember the last time I saw somebody's bank statement. There, you know, there was a fucking politician was done for buying sluts on a on a bank card. Fucking those statements didn't end up in the paper. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So fuck yourself, Aaron Woods. Have a little bit of respect for the game that pays your wage. And just maybe just fucking tone it down a little bit on your own fucking on your own, uh, you know. Yeah. Level of fucking public interest. And, I mean, people don't give a fuck. No. It's, we don't want to... I don't give a fuck what these guys are making, you know. I was, but if there's someone... If they're like, you know, if they're doing something fucking yeah. dodgy, there's like a match-fixing thing or something like that. Yep. You know, I'd love... Into it. Yeah, fucking exactly. into it. So, A, call these fucking cunts on it. Get them up and say, you know what? Either shit or get off the pot. Mm-hmm. Here's the fucking deal. Mm-hmm. take it or have a mass fucking walkout. Yep. Because you know what? I, I get a little feeling, right, that if all of these people then boycott and say, well, we're not playing next year and we're not this and we're not that. Yep. I got a feeling that there would be enough of a movement within supporters of the game to watch a few shitty quality games of rugby league. Yep. Like, you know, a la the replacements. Yep. You know? Um, I I could deal with a, a couple of matches of Newcastle quality teams facing each other. Content in the knowledge, <laughs> and it wouldn't take fucking long before yeah. they're all sitting there going, mm, "Well, fuck." Look at the end. Of that, I mean, like obviously the the game would suffer would would suffer in, in quality uh, yeah, at the at the hands of a a mass fucking walkout situation. Yep, but not forever. No. Not long term. Nope. I mean, it's just a, it's 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 certainly a much a more different. It's a different situation to like you know a situation when like oh you know Israel Folau's going to rugby or whatever. But let me tell you, there's not a single fucking player that's gone to any other sport. Nah. The game's not missed any of them. Exactly. Sure, you might remember fucking Israel Folau doing this shit or Carmichael Hunt doing that shit. Yeah, great player. But you know Fantastic what? Fantastic highlight reel. Game doesn't fucking miss them at all. Yep. For every one of those that's gone, there's another five five youngsters that have popped up in their place, and, you, and they're, they're nothing but a memory. It's, the season after they've it's gone. It's for exactly why you know, that that rugby league is such a beautiful sport yep. to be a supporter of. Nothing is bigger than your club. Yep. It's why people don't like in a lot of other sports follow players. Yep. There are some people that do, and they're going to you know yep. bandwagon or move or whatever. But your club is your club is mm-hmm. your club. Come rain, hail. Or shine, yep. or fucking international terrorism. If you're a Broncos supporter, yeah, they sign Lodge. But <laughs> um, I, I am just absolutely fucking dumbfounded 
at the disconnect and the bullshit that these poor players have been fed by this pederast guy. Yeah. So, fucking absolute cuntrosity. <laughs> You're Glenn Blakely. <laughs> hey, oh, just one thing. If I can just before we you know, close this off, uh, I just saw on the on the tweet machine. Please don't tell me there's a news article that says players accept NRL's deal. <laughs> I haven't seen that. And if, and if I did, I, and if I did see it, I just I just push it aside and pretend I didn't see it. But uh, they've got the uh, the interest. Uh, you know, Player of the Year awards. You know, what do they call it? The uh, the the QRL Major Competitions yep. awards, and um, they're they're going on as we speak. Matt Lodge has won Prop of the Year, and uh, just just another one as well as you know. With, uh, when, while we're talking about uh, shit decisions made in uh, in personnel, Blake Leary second row of the year for the uh, Townsville Blackhawks. So uh, yeah, good job letting him go, Manly. Um, and there's a couple of others as well there as well but uh, oh Pat Politoni hooker of the year keeps on ticking on but uh, yeah this this Lodge situation get get ready it's uh, uh. he's going to be RVR 18 or uh, Ferguson 18 or you know whatever you know pick your pick your fucking piece of shit but uh, yeah he's coming to get ready This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV, viewing schedules, match day information, and more. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play if you're on the Androids to download League Live today. And uh, once again, don't forget, at our League Live is their game day account. At Sportsmate, their regular account. Give them both a follow and uh, tweet them and let them know how fucking fantastic the app is. Uh, it's basically a staple of, uh, I guess, match day match day situations um always uh checking the scores and looking ahead at the table and <laughs> and th- trying to think of the fucking implications of shit that's going on um you have any stats that you want to look at this week in particular or should we just get into the games get into the games or i'm gonna fucking delve into how on sports mate you can see exactly what overpriced cunts have paid for what they're not doing <laughs> <laughs> The Eels 52 to feed the Broncos 34, kicking off our week on Thursday night uh, in front of a crowd of uh, just a tick over 29,000 at Suncorp. The Eels 52, and the uh, fastest try in NRL history to uh, wife-beating scumbag cunt. Um, mm. <laughs> semi-wife-beating scumbag. Well, actually, oh, he got withdrawn, didn't he? So you're good, you're clear, Semi. Uh, he, he got four tries. Jennings with a couple. Takarangi got one, Gower got one. Eight of nine conversions to Mitchell Moses and the Broncos 34 came from tries to Mead, Maguire, SESE, Glenn, Moga and Oates, Milford, five of six conversions. Yes. Yeah, they... Um... Broncos shock and awed by fucking being the grubs. Adam Blair with the, with the, an offload that would have made Bryce Cartwright blush. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, fuck me, yeah. fuck me drunk. And look, this—it's just strange that the the Bronco that must have just thirteen seconds or whatever it was must have just head fucked them um, because they were 
undoubtedly out of sorts. I mean, the last line of defence from Darius Boyd in this game was the most comical I've seen of fucking, like... Of my, you know, it was up there with like you know the top whatever of your life yeah. what you've seen yeah. like there was like that that situation Semi's where he's trying one. that where he's trying to tackle Sammy and in the end he kind of looks over his shoulder and just kind of sticks his right arm out backward around his body and just gets blasted through surprised he didn't get fucking like dislocated shoulder or something yeah. actually I mean it was it was so awkward and weird the way that he sort of positioned himself and fuck me he was never making <laughs> I mean there was no body I mean he had the opportunity to at least if he wanted to do a, a shitty thing. He could have at least just like thrown his entire body at his thighs. Like Semi didn't even really. He he wasn't doing moves and stuff. He wasn't doing moves on him. He was just he he fucked himself up. And then there was that try with Jennings as well. It's probably his first one where he just he he was running across and he just kind of just tapped him on the shoulder as he ran by. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, hey, good try, mate. Like that's the thing. You're not there yet, but good try. Semi has a lot of moves in his arsenal. Mm -hmm. But a fucking dull sim's not one of them. No, no, he hasn't got that dull sim teleportation shit. Um, he he is fucking a geometry set. Cunts just straight lines and angles and. And he's got that thing where he, you know, where he runs with that swerve that can kind of, you know, with the speed and the power and everything. If you're not right on, you know, he can, you know, find the line and blast through your your feeble tackle like he did with. Uh, but with Darius, but the way that Darius lined up in that first one, it was like he was completely wrong-footed and turned inside out. And it's almost like yeah, he was expecting yeah. him to step or was trying to prep for it. Or, Honestly, you know? when you're facing directly the same direction as the player that you're trying to tackle, and you kind of stick your arm out and back around, like it's just just gently you're, caressing. You're genitals. asking to have like your fucking your shoulder dislocated, yeah. or oh, it's just it's fucking weird. Dude was not fucking in it. Yeah, a um, couple of schools of thought on this one. I think that you know, if, if you look at the the Eels tries, um, yeah, the first one was off the Blair fuck up. Yep. Then you have Semi's ones, which are, you know, it was just a complete mismatch with him and Nicarima. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, good effort for him to out jump Oates, but you know, they're they're of a, a similar height and. That's a good fender. It's not like the Eels went out there and were absolutely magnificent in their attacking prowess yeah. as a team, you know. Um, what I think it did show me is that, you know, I, I made a point last week of saying I, I don't think that Broncos team is mentally strong. You know, they, they showed it when they played Melbourne. Yep. And the tries that they scored were equally as trashy. Yep. So neither team was, was fantastic in defence that night. But Brisbane teams past, I've expected to, when they are in that situation, to really be able to bunker down yep. and grit it out. And even if you shock them with, with 12, 18 points early on, to just shoulder to shoulder, yep. okay, we, we have 60 minutes left in this. And we need to be methodical and precise and just yeah. grind it out. Um, they they looked a, a little bit shell shocked. I believe Arthur was uh, furious after this game, mm. and uh, particularly the last try that the Broncos scored was was fucking unnecessary on your scoreline. Yeah, but a lot of them, a lot of them were as well. And um, defence was an issue for the Eels. And yeah, the argument could be made that they were so far. You know, the game was so fucking over. Because there was a time there where the Broncos came back at them, 
What were they leading? Like, fuck, would have been probably like around the 20 mark. Yep. And the Broncos came back and you're like, okay, here we go. Now it's their turn. And they managed to sort of pull it out away again, you know, by half time and then go on with it. Yep. But um, it was like, it was impress- It was an impressive attack, impressive first half from the Eels. But yeah, their defense is, uh, it's just like, what do you, what do you fucking do? Like, how do you rate that? Like, was it because they were so far ahead, they, you know, their, their desperation and, you know, that, that little extra mile to, you know, defend their line, that wasn't there because it didn't need to be, or they got problems too. Like the Broncos, you know, we haven't seen them busted open like that, you know, over and over again for a while. Since Melbourne, yeah. And since Manly fucking analed them last year in Gosford, (laughs) that was like, that that was high forties, I think. But, uh, yeah, look, I mean. Still fun to watch. Ah, oh, definitely. And uh, and hopefully this makes the fucking hopefully this makes the Broncos so angry and vicious that they just fucking do us both a favour and destroy the Cowboys. The shit out of the Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> fucking do the same thing except maintain uh, their goal line defence a bit better. <laughs> and I fucking yeah. pound the ever loving shit out of the cows. I'm I'm you yeah, Wayne's doubling down on his Nicarima thing. Well he's got it, isn't he? Scotter. He, he's always sort of struck me as that coach that would, you know, change his mind. And, if, and people run at him and go, oh, fucking Wayne, you said, yeah, I know I said, now I'm saying this. Yeah, but there is no this, that's why. Like, like not this season anyway. I want, I want Benji's fucking final swan song. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be happy to keep Benji away until uh, next week. <laughs> yeah, fair cool. We need, uh, we need a big win this week. <laughs> fair cool. Uh, at Comics Footy, hey, mate, Timmy, he said, uh, there are kids that only know Paramedia and Broncos. I mean, parallels, I was saying to you before the show, I mean, it just feels like, I don't know what the statistic is, I haven't looked back, but it just feels like I've been to many games with Parramatta fans at Suncorp, and just and, and years when they shouldn't have won, or weren't supposed to win and have won, I mean, they, they seem to go okay up there. Um, John M.W. King. Yeah, Parra would be giving the trophy cabinet a clean, rearrange the wooden spoons and remove the stain where their nines trophy used to sit. Oof. Uh, Boyle 86 Matt anyone else think the Bronx were that useless they thought they were playing AFL and have started tanking for number one draft pick now I just want to give a quick shout out this is someone you know right this this is my man Matty Boyle um, oh Matty Boyle of course no you don't know <laughs> no so um, Matty Boyle I've um, used to play uh, Pew Pew PlayStation games yeah when I had fucking time to do that um, fantastic man. Because you don't have time to play fucking first-person shooters anymore, is that what you're saying? That's it. Yeah, okay. Um, fucking great fisherman. Yeah. Fantastic fisherman. Lives in Darwin, the poor cunt. So fucking has some stories. <laughs> He's seen some shit. But also there's um, some fantastic fishing up there as well. Nervous, because it's the only part of Australia that old mate Kim can hit with a nuke. <laughs> However, he's been tweeting at the show for fucking ages we just never seen it. But he's been on private. <laughs> so we uh, I think so, he's still an egg, even today, oh, when fuck, I grabbed the tweet. You but, uh, fucking egg. So sort yourself out, egg. Yes. Rusty Hardup. Nobody needs a loss two rounds out from the final. This is momentum killing. Uh, we'll see. Uh, J.H. Bartley. Come on, Broncos. 10-1 penalty count. No French, Gutho, Mao, Scott, Kayser Pritchard, and we still put 50 on you? That's very true. Now, just um, this is the beauty of Sportsmate League Live. Mm-hmm. Just going back quickly, so Parramatta's had the double over them this year. Yes. 
Last year, Broncos got them both times. Round uh, round 23 and round 1. Mm-hmm. 2015, it was one apiece. Maybe that's when you went and see them. Uh, no, sorry, 2015 was the Broncos. 2014 was the Eels. 13 was the Bronx. 13 was the Eels by one. So... I would say the Broncos have the wood there. No. Yeah. Um, special K online. The validation the Broncos fans are after can be found in that 34 points. (laughs) 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 Maximal Firth. (laughs) Waiting to wake up from the dream this must be. That or this is how we should have played when cheating the cap. <laughs> the oh, Raiders 46 to feed the Knights 28 down there in Canberra. There are just over 10,500 people in attendance. The Raiders 46 had uh, tries to Paulo, Croker, Whiten, Rapana with a hat trick. And Blake Olsen with a try. Croker 6 of 7 conversions and 3 penalty goals. The Knights 28 tries to 2 dads. 2 tries to 2 dads. Bura, Saifidi, D. Mitchell Barnett... Uh, also with tries and Hodkins and four or five conversions. Yeah, yeah, again, yeah. And, and a bit of sweet end, I guess, for the the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, having never really achieved what uh, what was hoped for them this year, how much of that was due to the, the Austin-BJ rivalry. Yep. So, um, you know. Was BJ the most destructive thing to hit a place named Austin this year? Who knows? Um, but for the Knights, you know, you, again, they'll, they'll more than likely get the spoon. It's almost a certainty now. Um, but a, a very, very different side this year. And, you know, the obviously they're the winning more games, but they're scoring points. Yep. And they score many more points this year than they did last year. So I think with a with some of the talent they've got coming down to them, um you know, there's a, a couple of the Broncos players that are going down that'll yeah. bring some size and speed. I don't expect them to be made to, to make massive improvement next year either, but I expect right. them to to get off the bottom. Yeah. Certainly. That's it. Um probably not challenge for finals, but you know, get sort of a little bit No, closer. no idea. Ab- absolutely no chance they play finals next year. Um, but just, it's just an interesting comparison that even though Canberra won this game convincingly, yep. you know Newcastle are destined for for the spoon. The Knights, I would say, are far happier with their season than the Raiders are. Yeah, it's funny with the spoon season and looking at. It, I mean, the, the way they finish the season though does give hope for the future and provides yeah. a little bit of a silver lining. Whereas the Raiders were expected to be like you know a top two side this year. Yep. And uh, yeah, far from it. Mm. Um, I don't have much else to say about this game, and uh, they uh, and Twitter obliged by not having shit to say about it either. Fantastic. I just want to say, though, Canberra, when you're laying in your bureau, <laughs> or whatever the fucking Balinese equivalent of that is, <laughs> wondering about where it went or all went wrong, I just want you to remember three things. <laughs> One, the field goal that we beat you with the first time we played this year. Two... The field goal we beat you with the second time played this year. Actually, it was a goal, wasn't it, Dylan Walker? And three, the field goal we beat the Warriors this week, which ended your season once and for all. Um, if you're looking for someone to blame, leave BJ out of it. <laughs> leave Austin out of it. 
Sticky, you're right. You should blame Manly. We did this to you, motherfuckers. Now go down there and fucking crack your fireworks. Yeah. And- Look, you could say that, and it is nice of you, you know, and it's sweet that you've got three things that you've spread over three games. <laughs> we did three in three minutes. <laughs> See, that's that's another that's that's another game that they would consider like. Yeah. They had that one in their keeping. They, they didn't. And I'm not saying they had the manly games in their keeping. I mean, they were close games. Oh, at that stage, but, they had the momentum. But yeah, yeah, and, had and so the momentum. But so, but that's that's three games. Yeah. And what was the final score of that one of yours? It was two points or four points in the end. Two points. Two points. Yeah. And then so we and, and so we had a we had two points and one point. Just fucking. We, we were down by eight with two minutes to go. Yeah. And 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 those points and and those three games that we just mentioned there. They're, there's fun. There's almost they're actually they're gar- they're not they're not top four, but they're they're guaranteed their place in the yeah. finals. Though. But again, that yeah, yeah. Moment, momentum built at that stage yeah. and. How that flows through? Yeah, but they had that. They had the golden point with the Cowboys as well. They, yeah. You know, those doesn't. And I wonder what happened. You know, say those golden point results get reversed. I mean, do they then look at the season despite everything else that happened? Do they then like you know they're, they're you know with even that Cowboys game as well? Then they're certainly like this weekend they're playing for maybe to get into fourth place. Yeah. Um, then how's the season look? It's amazing. The little fine fucking fucking sliding doors. Yeah. Yep, and yet you know they would play exactly the same, except for five minutes. Yeah, five minutes like you know bouncing the other way, and they're like they've fulfilled their potential, and they've kind of finished thereabouts where people would have expected them to. Mm. It's a funny game, rugby league. The Cowboys twenty-two defeat the West Tigers fourteen. Campbelltown, in front of a massive crowd of nine thousand three hundred. The uh, Cowboys 22 tries to uh, to Murray Martin, double to Felt, Morgan to try as well. Uh, Ethan Lowe, three or four conversions. The Tigers 14 tries the Woods, Aloi, and MWZ. Lola Hayer, one of three conversions. Yeah, look at another one of those games where, you know, if, if all Ivan does is look over his stat sheet mm-hmm. at the end of the week, he would be. He would be scratching his head as to where where they went wrong. Can I just say, you're talking about a fucking mental pygmy that is Aaron Woods, yes. 28, 2017. Yes. What fucking... What status do you bestow on the motherfucker? I can't even remember who it was who fucking bit down. Was it fucking Tamalolo? Yeah. Who, who bit down on that fucking dummy? <laughs> I mean... That has got to go down as one of the biggest fucking <laughs> derp fucking tries in the history of fucking derpy tries. Jesus fucking Yeah. <laughs> oh. That was that was the professional equivalent of when that that high school basketball team let the kid with Down syndrome have a shot. <laughs> Yeah, but they let that. I mean, they were holding off that guy. Like they weren't, you know, they weren't blocking. They weren't blocking that kid. They weren't setting up screens for that Tell fucking you what, simple, you know, fucking simple Jack. Tom Lolo didn't fucking fall for dummies like that before he signed his ten million dollar contract. No, just saying. It's fucking slow and go. <laughs> Not a show and go. But I tell you, it was fucking hilarious. I mean, as much as like, I'm, as much as I'm off Aaron Woods and like the way he's conducting himself this there's season, his, that was some funny shit. Post fucking. Tiger's career, yeah. the the Aaron Woods slow and go, instant mashed potato. Yeah, with him on the fucking box. Um, but the 
you know, the the Tigers were, were pretty much equal with the Cowboys in terms of missed tackles, penalties were about even, errors were high, but again, about even. Um, you, you're looking at... It's just that North Queensland have just that little bit more class. Um, you know, Tamari Martin obviously still new to the team. Yep. But brings a, a different attacking dynamic to that cowboy side. Yep. Uh, you know, Morgan's always the the you know, um I guess unpredictable of the halves when JT's there. He's taken on more of the organizers role. You've got Coot there who just straightens things up when when they're running back plays out the back. Um but Martin's just such a live wire, he's probably to a lesser extent um, what Kiri's done for the Roosters this year. Yep. Just that pure pace and and explosiveness to get outside his man and create space. But um no, again, Cowboys this year I think that they they have done themselves and their fans very, very proud. They had every right to give it up and, and their season to turn to shit as soon yep. as they got the, the JT's out news. Um, but these guys have stood up and, and shown that there is hope for life after Thurston. This game was there to be lost too. Mm. I mean, they, they, they'd lost this game and they managed to pull themselves out of the shit. And I mean, like, although Campbelltown's not the not the greatest you know, home ground for the West Tigers, um, you know, put this game at Leichhardt and maybe it's different, you know what I mean? Like, Fuck, I struggle to believe that. Put it at Leichhardt on a Sunday afternoon. And the Tigers, when they had the position, when they were in front and everything, and they're feeling good at halftime, probably would have gone on. <coughs> yeah. But uh, wasn't to be, and the mm. Cowboys kept themselves alive. I mean, just, they're talking about sliding doors and shit. I mean, this is another one of those games. Cowboys lose this game, fucking everyone breathes a little bit easier. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, this weekend. But uh, yeah, The interesting thing, though, um, like, did, did you see the news piece with uh, Isaac de Goyce? Uh Was that him talking about, like, uh, like brain damage or something? He he's basically been told that if he plays another game of football, yeah, and gets another concussion, yeah, he is potentially looking at you know, life-altering brain damage. Fuck. He he's got some pretty scary symptoms. Yeah. Now. So he's already got yeah. life-altering brain damage. Then yeah. I, I don't think they call it brain damage. I think it's symptoms of something. Okay. But. But he, he's looking at some, yeah. you know, serious shit. Um, Parramatta have pretty much come out and said, well, you know what? If you, you can retire or not. You'll never be, even if you stay on your contract, we'll pay you. Yeah. And we're not picking you ever again. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Responsible. When there's so much of that sort of stuff coming out, which is harsh but fair, yeah. around those concussions, Michael Morgan got knocked the fuck out two weeks in a row. Yep. Like he got fucked up yep. two weeks in a row. Runs out for this one. Clear as day. Yeah. When the, the stats are pretty fucking clear medically and scientifically, that it's not necessarily the size of the impact or the intensity of the impact, it's repeated blows over yeah. time within but a they, short they, period. And they've got they've got their markers that they that they look for in terms of whether they let them run out the week after. But I just feel like the whole the whole field of, of research is is so new 
the yeah okay the markers don't exist now mm. for you know the metrics that you're looking for you know you're testing players yeah. on for being worth you know for being capable of going out the next week without you know making any further damage yeah. or whatever but fucking you know they keep they keep studying people's brains and shit and 10 years down the track they're like well fuck yeah all right that should have been a month yeah and you fucking smacked yourself out four times now in a row uh-huh well they find out about someone like fucking dallas johnson down the down the track like fucking Liam Fulton dudes are like literally yeah <laughs> I don't say literally because it wasn't but it felt like yeah they were getting fucking Kyle, Kyle Turner like now I mean well, like dudes are getting fucked up we used, we used to have pools in State of Origins when Dallas Johnson would get knocked out yeah you could buy 10 minute blocks but um yeah unf- unfortunate for DeGoyce but still I, I was surprised that, that they let Morgan run out yeah and I've had four people say to me this week that Greeny is an absolute little cunt. Yeah. And and he's the sort of... Example. Fucking... So he's like, oh, I don't give a fuck, you know, we need to win. Get out much. there. Yeah. Hmm. Um, you know, oh, I need this, this, because it's my sister's wedding. Oh, Really? Your fucking sister contracted to the Cowboys, and is her wedding gonna fucking earn us two competition oh, okay. points? Okay, so Brian Smith. Like just yeah. So um, unfortunate, if true. Yep. Okay. Uh, the biggest tiger drove an hour, sat in the cold, watched the cows put on late tries, and us give away a win. Had a great time. Fuck, I love footy. Fucking how? Fuck, I love that guy. He's just he he's 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 truly the the biggest rugby league fan. That's well, the biggest tiger. Here we are, just you know, propping him up. He's fucking on his way to starting a cult. Can't <laughs> <laughs> just want some followers and to be able to wear comfortable, flowing, white clothes all the time. <laughs> Making sandwich bets with each other all the way, all through service. <laughs> Stuart Marler, how many of the 17 games the Tigers have lost have they led? Feels like all but two or three. Yeah, but I mean, you know, there's Jake some of the other way as well, so, mm. you know. Ma underscore Aaron, West Tigers playing with two second rowers in the centres. Somewhere in the UK, Tim Sheens has a stiffy. Hashtag genius. <laughs> the Bulldogs 26 to feed the Gold Coast Titans 14 at Hope Solo Coliseum. Crowd of just under 11,000. The uh, Bulldogs 26 have a double to Hopper Jr., Clamour, Montoya, and Jay Morris with tries. Uh, conversions went to uh, Mumbai and Adam Elliott with a penalty goal to Elliott as well. The Gold Coast Titans, 14, came from tries to Roberts, Don, and Sammy. Uh, one of three conversions to Tyrone Roberts. Neil Henry would have fucking enjoyed this one. Wasn't exactly a fucking, uh, you know, freshly killed coach revenge game by any stretch of the imagination. They looked to be fair, you know, pretty much the rabble that they've they were trotting out when uh, he was the issue. Yes. So, look, Jared Haynes' team now. <laughs> fuck, you know that Jared Hayne era. Hayne is the ultimate. Looks a lot like the same. He's like the, the ultimate old. millennial spokesperson. Yeah. Does not think more than fucking fifteen minutes ahead. Yeah. Unless he's thinking back two years to hold a fucking grudge. Absolute fucking waste for that club. Um, I was hoping, and again, I you know, love a fucking underdog story. Um, I really wanted the Titans to get up and play 
like they did a couple of times this year when Hayne was injured. Yeah. Remember when the Hayne shit really started to break, that he was unpopular and a yeah. lazy trainer and all yeah. this shit? And well, I mean, that was like that was like some preseason shit, right? Didn't it start? Didn't it start off early? It was early in the season. Yeah. But then in, instead of Hayne coming out and you know showing everyone that they were wrong and yeah, you know, because even if you thought you were a good trainer, if that shit's in the media. You fucking start putting in the extra hours and this, and you make sure the fucking media sees you, and you make sure that people see you first there and yep. this and whatever. But um, instead of doing that, he just pretended they were playing Parramatta every week and got an injury. And those times he yeah. was out, that's when the Titans really came together. And and I was really hoping that they would put in one of those performances because you know the the dogs even on the back of a win. Yeah. They're still the dogs. Yep. Um, but as with the Broncos this week, we hope that they uh, they break out of being the dogs. And, uh, yes. <laughs> and shock the world. Three in a row, dogs. And shock the world. Three yeah. in a row. Um, three in a row, and uh, cementing Desi to be uh, <laughs> three years in a row. <laughs> Another three years in a row as their coach. Yeah. So um, and yeah, some some obvious frustration in that Titans team. You know. Pete's not happy at all yep. with, with what's going on, and, and he seems to be directing it at the playing group. And then you got Ash Taylor, who's still being linked with a return to, to the Broncos. Yep. Um, fucking good luck to whoever steps into that shit fight. Yeah. Yep. Not a great way to end the season, and uh, unfortunately, they're coming up against East this week, so it's not even like that whole you know silver lining glimmer of hope to take into the 2018 season blah you know that's yeah. that sort of thing I think it's going to end yeah. pretty poorly for him um, Wally Frogmore I don't know who the interim coach is for the Titans but they need to be sacked immediately <laughs> hashtag initiate operation Hain GT351 underscore Johns good to get another win as soon as they play footy and not Des ball we look much better pity we only really played for 40 minutes Astronauts, wow, good to see Henry was the issue with the Titans players really rallying together. And uh, Hammers, if there was ever a game that deserved the pre-game billing of the Tard Cup, this is it. Mm. I should say, while we're talking about the Titans and by extension, uh, Jared Hayne, we had uh, Laurie Daly, not renewed as coach of the uh, New South Wales Blues. And uh, that marks, although I wouldn't put this one down to Jared Hayne, it does mark the second coach you know, that he's been close to, that he's been executed in one uh, calendar season, which you know had to be close to record. Yeah, I, I think State of Origin this year was a, a perfect contained example of what you get with Jared Hayne. Mm-hmm. If he scores a try late in a match, mm-hmm. then then he's generally going to be okay. You want him yeah. to score late in that match and then have his fucking wank moment yep. doing his plane thing. Fucking yep. good on him, he just scored. Um, but if he scores early in a match... The rest of the match, he's throwing fucking noble passes yeah. and yeah. kicking yeah. shit and yeah. dumb stuff. So, yeah, and uh, you know, Laurie Daly pays for the the culture, uh, so, and and once again, Dugan and Ferguson, here they come again, and yeah. uh, and the, the, and that relates back to that game two story that I mentioned. Yeah, back at the time, how yeah. I, I didn't realize it was both of them, but I was how Dugan was sort of sequestered because he was reading the sunnies and, and yeah, yep. So. Uh, have you seen the... Uh, did you see Mal's response to that? What'd he say? He, Dave's fuming, you know? And and what? Given Mal played with Laurie at Canberra... Yeah, I mean, they've got to be mates. ...and played against him at State of Origin level. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it, it's also um, Justin Hodges. Yeah, came out, and you know Hodges was a lot of things, but was was a team man. Yep. Um, first and foremost, and and basically said that he he's played under Laurie Daly, um, and he sees almost the same style of coach in Laurie Daly as he saw in Mal Meninga. The difference was the players controlled each other in the Queensland camps. Yep. Mal gave them, you know, didn't didn't put them on a leash at all. You know, there was no rules. Didn't have you, to. You must not exactly. Um, and to fucking Ferguson to come out this week and say that he and Dugan are scapegoats. Yeah. No, you fucking not. You made childish decisions. Yeah. Fucking bald cunt. <laughs> Melbourne Storm 64 defeated the South Sydney Rabbleos 6 down there at the Korean Housewife crowd of just over 15,000 in attendance. The Storm 64, here we fucking go. A hat trick. <laughs> <laughs> well, they scored in multiple, so it's actually shorter than I expected, but we got a, we had a hat trick to Gooney, a hat trick to Adokar. Smith, Munster, Slater, Glasby, and uh, Tohu Harris with tries. Smith, nine of nine conversions, and Munster with one of two to finish it up. And the Rabbitohs, six, and tries to uh, uh, Tyrrell Fumino and uh, Bryson Goodwin, one conversion from his only attempt. Nice one. What can you fucking say about that? I mean, it was impressive. Fuck. Was how, how easily the Storm fucking analed them. I mean, I don't particularly think that Souths were that far off their 2017 best or anything they were just never given the opportunity to display anything at any time yep Um, I was stunned when they actually did get their try (laughs) because this game from the fucking kickoff just felt like it was just going to be one of those one way traffic situations and at times there I mean at the times there you know the way they were at some points in this game I was I'm surprised they didn't beat the clock I mean they were that dominant and they were scoring that easily yeah there's, you know, a, a couple of them again were were those ones that no one can coach and and can't yes. be a set play. Like, um, you know, when when Gunny was, I thought he was away. Yeah. You know? And and I, I don't know what it was that that made me think he was blindingly fast. But like he's he's quick. He's not slow. He's he's, he's a winger. Like, and he's not. But, like a, you wouldn't say he's a slow winger. But yeah, he stretch. He was run down. Yeah, but just like, a yeah. perfect little kick in for yeah. Fratto Car to come through. The skills um, and Souths for some reason have announced that Robbie Farah will be in their team for 2018. When Cook to me was about the only shining viable, yep. you know, um, attacking player. Yep. That they had in their team, so. Yep. Yeah. I just, yeah, just, oh, I just don't know what to make of them. Why would you come out? I mean, Robbie Farrer isn't like the starting starting hooker. I mean, like you know, Cook, you know, he's like an interchange hooker mm-hmm. now at this stage. He's not like the spokesperson or the captain or the the anything. Like he's only been there for this year. He's not like this. He's a beloved, you know, veteran. Of the team, like you know, like he's not like he's a like a, a John Sutton kind of character. Who, if there was speculation over his future with the club, that they would need to address it because he's a favourite son and he exactly. spent his whole time there and yeah. blah blah. This is Farrah, who's like is blowing fucking mercenary, who's 
you know, yeah. come, you know, come out of a shit situation. Yep. Um, you know, and you know, partially of his own construction at his last club. Mm-hmm. Generally seen as a, as an NRL cancer, and uh, and I can't imagine South fans are particularly enamoured with him either. No. So why do you need to one week out from the end of the season? Why do you have to put speculation to bed about him? Who, I mean, that fucking deflates South supporters, in my yeah. opinion. That's it. And it just makes I just I just don't understand why it just it makes no sense. There's no fucking public desire to get an answer to that question before the end of the season. The concern the concern that I have with him is that you know if you look across the these players that have had some sort of longevity, yep. like even Sutton, yep. he's playing in the back row now. Yep. You, know, you look at Luke Lewis; they're yep. the ones that sit there and they accept that. Well, okay, I can't do the fucking job I did in my twenties yep. anymore for whatever reason, yep. and they happily move in. To a position where they're, you know, and Lewis played some time at six and you know, yep. wings and centres, but you know, th- there's no chance of Robbie Farrow ever moving to a position where he's not controlling some part of the team. And look, I, I mean, you know? yeah, surely, I mean, he must have the capacity to to come to terms with, you know, his lack of ability in an area because otherwise he'd still be pouring money into his fucking schnitzel joint. Ah. Oh. I mean, yeah, he, he well, cut no. his losses there. As, as it can't wind up your hooking career. <laughs> um, yeah, but, uh, you know, then, fuck, did, you'd almost say, just for his tackling, for his 50 a game, or whatever yep. it is, yep. do you play him as a, fuck, as a lock, or... Someone you put on at the start or something, or you put him on to plug a hole as you know in the first yeah, change, or that's it. Or, or if yeah. you've got another super sub that comes on to, yep. or if you've got a, a Mitch Moses in your team, you team him up. Do and, you just yeah. fucking cover this guy? Yeah, you know. But anyway, South that sounds now. like too much of a role playing situation for Farah that uh, doesn't make him the fucking king. Maybe it just comes down to you need a coach that can just frame it in the right way to make him feel like it's the most important job. You know what I mean? That's the thing. Farrah's still fucking... Like, he's... You know, he'll play for Lebanon at the end of the year. Yeah. Are there any fucking civil wars happening in Lebanon? I was going to say, Hezbollah. <laughs> well, there fucking will be, and it should be the entire country yeah. versus Robbie fucking Farrah. <laughs> yeah. like, versus the, the Lebanon uh, Rugby League for, for trying to bring him in. That's <laughs> fucking CNN. Like, <laughs> the world's smallest minority. <laughs> the Robbie. <laughs> Uh, total Ben RL, wow, Storm were unreal. Slater, Smith and Vooney Varley, unstoppable. What a shame the entire team are such cunts. Mm. Look, you know, I, I just can't feel that way about, like, Addo Carr. He's just dropped in there. He's, you know, he's fucking fast. That's why I'm happy he's to fun Mag- to watch. That's why I'm happy Maguire and Milford are the Broncos. Yeah. Because once, you know, Hodges left, Parker left. They stepped into the Those breach. Guys. Well, I was... Finding myself enjoying watching Broncos games. Oh, fuck. That's never happened to me. Oh, Thursday night. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, let's see. You might want to reconsider what you just admitted to there, so... Leroy Brown, 1978. We are absolutely analing the bunnies. My missus isn't happy, but I am. Doesn't matter who joins us in the grand final. We got this. Yeah, favourite that fucking tweet, motherfucker, because there's famous last words right there. <laughs> Shane Aaron Elvis, South are playing so bad it's making Melbourne look like minor premiers. 
Sydney Roosters mm. 16 defeated the Sharks 14 at uh, Reclaim Australia Stadium. Crowd, a good crowd, just over 17,000. Mm. The uh, Roosters tries to Lou and Ferguson. Uh, Gordon, one of two conversions, three of three penalty goals. The Sharks 14 came from tries to Val Holmes and Luke Lewis. Uh, Maloney, two of two conversions and a penalty goal. Yeah, tough one this one for uh, old Wado. Really, for the... For the uh, the stakes of this game and the the high level, you know, relatively of both sides, it's a pretty poor game. Really, I don't think any side. Obviously, it was you know, it, it became the Roosters were good and it became and uh, yeah, then they dropped off a little bit and then they you know they came good at the end. And it became the arm wrestle and they stayed in there. Blah blah blah. But I just don't. I don't think either side. I mean, apart from the two acquiring the, the valuable two points on the Roosters, I don't think either. Yeah, either side could be you know be mm. really happy with their performance. Yeah, the look you expect in in these games at this time of the season, your, you you expect your senior players to step up, yep. and to take control, and to know how to close out games. Not to and and Paul Gallen, I said this last, he's been absolutely atrocious for the Sharks in the last couple of weeks. He's darting out of the line and trying to, you know, whether he's doing it to try and motivate the team or whatever it is. Yep. But what he did to Boyd Cordner was a penalty. Every every, fucking day. The only time that's not a penalty is if Cordner plants the ball on the ground, tries to get Get up up on the ball, yeah, and then rolls the ball forward. Yep. Then that's... They'll ping him for that. Yeah. Right? For but, playing the ball and not getting up the full point. <laughs> it's that fucking stupid assumption that the refs are going to put their whistles away because it's a close game and it's in the last couple and you're just trying to be a bit sneaky. And he got found out. So, um, the other thing, that, the thing that the Sharks, I think, really need to, to work on is their attack now is very predictable, you know, Ennis was a, an absolutely essential part of that team in terms yep. of, you know, um, be, being what Farrah couldn't be, running up and, and making the defence have yep. second thoughts about where they were going. Um, and unfortunately for the Sharks, they lost their, their next best attacking weapon in uh, in Wade Graham. So, um, and Maloney, just terrible. Well, just, just, just anything to do with kicking, really? Especially when it counted. Just the uh, fucking terrible. Yeah, it, I, I know it's my fucking harp on thing that I go on about effort yeah. players versus talent players. Yep. But you hear, you know, you, you've heard all the jokes as well about how Maloney was offered all this money to, to go down to the storm. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, laughed at him and said, fucking, no thanks, you can't work too hard. Yep. Well, you know what? You say what you like about the storm and cheating cunts and salary cap and whatever it is. Yep. But there's a reason that. And they this is this is to be clear. This is uh, a return. This is like after. This is like recently. Yes. You know, there. After the recent whinging for more money. Yep. Happy this is in the post money era. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, th- there's a reason that they take teams of unknowns mm-hmm. and then make them the best team in the competition. Yep. So. And and that comes through in these situations when you're fucked, when you've got a young hooker back from injury, when you've lost 
your big fringe back rower, when you're down, when you're trying to close out a game, the the lack of effort shows through. Yep. Plus, you think that everyone else is an accessory. So, yes. fuck you, James Maloney. So maybe uh, next time when uh, you, you, you're purchasing an NRL career, mm. maybe uh, also bring in the extra five bucks for the deluxe version that comes with the kicking game accessory. Yes. Now... But, you know, crucial two points for the Roosters, and it's pretty much locked up a, a home final for them now. I mean, their for and against differential is is uh, substandard, I think, compared to the Broncos. However, yes. while the Broncos should get the win this week, the you know Roosters have a have an even easier task. Yeah. Uh, so I think they should be they should be okay. Yep. Um, highway underscore. Thank you both for tipping the Sharks. Your kiss of death was the difference in that spastic thought. <laughs> Well, maybe. I mean, uh, maybe we did make Gallon hold Corden down for far too long. There certainly was some sort of hoodoo there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> except, except if I mean, uh, if it had been any other player making the tackle, yeah, okay, I'd accept it. But yeah, that's like just fucking. That's so Gallon. It's like that's one of the Gallonest things he does. I'm still shocked how all of a sudden he's a fucking champion and well-respected voice of the game. Like over, yeah. Like he's getting a lot of media work and that too. Yeah, actually, and to be to be fair, I don't I don't mind him when he's you know just doing his media thing on the radio or whatever. Yeah, I think but, he's um, but there's a lot of revisionist history, uh, you know, just looking at his effort and turning that into something more than what it actually is. Um, mm. uh, underscore Aaron Cronulla lose by only two points. Hash accessories fault. <laughs> Brandon Vaudrey, eat a bag of dicks, shit those dicks out, bag those shit dicks, and then eat a big bag of shitty dicks. Hashtag dick eaters. <laughs> That's probably the last word on the, on the bag of dicks situation. Total NRL. Letters is a moron. You were right this week in league. Add him to the grub team. <laughs> D, yeah. mighty manly seagulls, 22, defeat the Warriors, 21 at Mount Smart Stadium. Crowd just over 9,000 in attendance. The uh, Manly Seagulls tries to Jakey Turbo, Dylan Walker, Tommy Turbo. Two, oh, sorry, two of three conversions for Matty Wright. Two of two penalty goals for Matty Wright. And uh, two crucial field goals for DCE. The Warriors uh, had a double to Fusatua. H with the try, which was basically Fusatua's try as well. And uh, Momalo as well. And uh, what do we got? One of three conversions to Isaac Luke. And uh, one of one with for Sean Johnson, his only attempt. And uh, one field goal, Sean Johnson. Mm. Look, this game, I mean, this game, Manly weren't too bad. I'll, 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 firstly, I'll say that, I said this on Twitter, but what a, a singularly fucking unpleasant punish of a fucking lifestyle it is to willingly watch Manly Seagulls games at the moment as an invested fucking supporter who who cares about the result and wants them to win. Just fucking miserable. If this was a meme, I'd be asking you to hold my beer right now. <laughs> it's true. You get, you get, you'll get your chance. But just so unpleasurable as <laughs> to enjoy these fucking games. I can... I, Believe me, I enjoyed the result. I enjoyed the last. I didn't know. I didn't enjoy me enjoy last. I enjoyed the result. That's it. Fucking that is all I enjoyed. Um, getting to that result though was like giving giving birth to fucking George Rose through the fucking eye of my penis. <laughs> 
such was the prolonged fuck. The, the, it's not just the intensity of the pain, but the prolonged time period experiencing it. 80 fucking minutes of it, let me tell you. And now, look, you know, we're going to get female listeners coming. So I was in labor for fucking 27 hours. Yeah, but you're talking like a six pound baby yeah. out, of a, out of a purpose built <laughs> escape hatch versus. 120 kilos of George Rose. Look, I'm not sure it's purpose built. <laughs> if if they can have a baby yes. and end up with a fucking vaginus, yeah, that's a design flaw. <laughs> <laughs> but generally speaking, you find that they're yeah, they're, they're, they're 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 suitable for the purpose of which they're required to <laughs> the task of which they're required to you know achieve. Uh However, mainly I mean, there's aspects of the game where they weren't terrible, I and mean, they seemed to the, through the forwards. I mean, they seemed to roll forward pretty well. It was just uh, they, uh, you know, the attack wasn't quite clicking at times. Like the tries they scored were, um, with the exception of the the Jakey Turbo try. I mean, that was a, that was a standard. You know, just a good ball, and you ran a good line, and, and you know, got over. But um, like Tommy Turbo, you know, just you know, created that try for himself. And uh, and also created the other one for Dylan Walker as well, and they were just those sort of long range, brilliant stuff, you know, that yeah. you know, making shit happen rather than like you know any any quality and structured attack and you yep. know working to a game plan or anything. But within the sort of twenty to the twenty, you know, like the the rolling forward and through the forwards thing, they're they're, they're actually okay, especially like when the game looked like it was lost and they fucking switched on real quick. But um, the Warriors, what a cunt circus that fucking! They're truly an international cunt circus that side. They are. Sure, they had three tries that were scored through the 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 grace of Manly's left edge being fucking terrible at the moment with Brian Kelly and yeah. uh, and and dragging Matty right down to his level as well. Yeah. I mean, Fusatua on two occasions, and then there's that try where which was also Fusatua where he uh, you know got the offload to to Blake Ashford as well. So take those out of it, and it's a fairly and it's a fairly comfortable win. I mean, that left hand side is going to be the fucking death of the the team this season. Without a doubt, if it's not this week, it's you know in the finals. It's yeah. gonna fuck. It's gonna kill them at some stage. Um, but wow, I mean, Cherry Evans when the when the chips are down and he's running into a fucking tornado or a fucking headwind hurricane. Yeah, and to kick field goals off both feet at crucial times in the game, one you know, one to tie it up and then one ultimately to win it from reasonable fucking distances, but, you know, kicking them, these, these blasting these fucking line drives that, you know, just hit over the post. Yeah. Just quality. For, I mean, I saw um, Greg Alexander was saying it was the, was the, the one to win it now where he's, where he's set up for his right foot and then stepped and kicked it off his left foot. And yeah. he said that's, that's the best field goal he's ever seen. And uh, high praise indeed coming from Brandy. Would you, you would assume that, you know, Greg Alexander, greatest fucking playmaker to ever play the game in, in 1991. In Penrith history. Ever. Um, who also spent some time at the Warriors. True. Would have some indication of what those wins do. Yeah. And that's probably why, because he, he probably would have would have had enough sessions. And it was on games. him to fucking kick him too. Like he knows he knows the, yeah. that situation when you're you know, where you gotta do it and But it, it's not even about the the in game pressure added to that. That plus the, the environmental conditions that yeah. he that he would have been dealing with at the time so, as well. Man. And um just I I was I 
I may be wrong, but I, it, I, I feel like we won the toss in that goal and chose to run in that fucking wind to, to what end, I don't know. But, <laughs> but uh, the, I mean, <laughs> maybe to make it more glorious, I have no fucking idea. But, um, is DCE? Pull did, it. did he toss, the, did he call it or? I, I, I saw him pointing to the end, so I, I presume that means. I don't know. However, I'm watching my phone screen, so you know. Fuck, you think for $10 million a cunt could lick his finger and stick it in the air? Yeah, all's well, all's well, all's well and ends well, and it gives me great hope for, you know, that they can turn things around now because when you're down 21 <laughs> to 14 mm. with fucking maybe seven minutes, yeah. maybe, yeah. maybe five by the time that field goal went over, the to respond the way they did. Mm. Uh, and just and roll down the field at will. Uh, took a brilliant try from uh, from Tommy Turbo to to get them close, and then uh, you know the rest is history. But um, that's the thing. Manly this year have been known and previously been known for their fades. I tell you, as opposed to their comebacks, it's almost like you know that was that was the moment. I mean, they're like fucking all right. Yeah, <laughs> it's now or never, motherfuckers. We've coasted through these fucking three weeks like, you know, we should have fucking had six points. Here we are down the barrel of zero points and out of the fucking finals. And, uh, wow, so hopefully they can, you know, harness that and keep it going. But, uh, like, I don't feel sorry for the Warriors because fuck them, but mm. the, the amount of times we've done this to the Warriors <sighs> in recent fucking history, like, over, just over the last three years alone, I can think of no less than three times this has happened. Not this exact circumstance with, you know, chipping back field goals and everything, mm. but situations where they've had, especially over in Western Australia, where they've had fucking sizable leads into halftime. Yep. There was, there's definitely a game where they were up 18 nil, and we scored directly on halftime to make it 18-6 and came back and won 19-18. Yep. The amount of times that we've done it to this fucking team, just fold them. Mm. No one's buying. Unless they're buying, like, the intellectual property of a... Well, not the intellectual property, but the actual asset of an NRL license. <laughs> and then See, to do what, with it what they no, want. No, what you would do is you would fold the club. Yep. Right? No one in New Zealand would actually know. Yep. Because they don't fucking go to the games. Yep. You'd keep selling all the fucking merchandise, the jerseys. <laughs> Seven jerseys a season. And fucking stickers that cunts can put on the back of their fucking cars. Yep, yep. You'd make a fucking fortune. It's all profit. <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny that the Warriors are like the Wallabies of Rugby League. <laughs> the NRL. <laughs> uh, so it's a sm- small small comfort of uh, you know for, for us. Uh, Mario Seags, Manly broke the Raiders twice in the field this year and now we've ended their season from another country. Indeed. Lynn Shields, I normally save this kind of stress for the grand final. That I'd, that level of stress in that game and frustration was like, fuck! I I, I can't even think of a comparable. When was the last thing. grand final you were in? Thirteen. Okay. Didn't feel it in that game. Some fucking first world problems you got there. Didn't feel it in two thousand and eleven. I mean, I, that was against the Warriors too. That grand but final, and that was the most comfortable non-event grand final ever. I felt to, so comfortable. That you know, to not have felt that level of stress since two thousand and thirteen. Well, I didn't. That's what I'm saying. I don't think. I, I don't think I felt that level of stress. I know, but she's game. saying she doesn't yeah. feel that level of stress unless it's a yeah. grand final. Yeah, there's some fucking first world problems you got there. Well, that's how it is. How it is the first world. Go back to door knocking for Tony Abbott. 
Giannis underscore Mateus. Warriors fold, fucking fold, you shit cunt team. And uh, I underscore am underscore a underscore warrior. <laughs> underscore loser. Manly playing like it's feel sorry for useless cunts day. That was yesterday and the ABs still won. Indeed, they did. And finally, the Dragons 16 defeat the Panthers 14 at You Only Had One Job Stadium. In front of a crowd of just under 19,000. Great crowd. It's probably a fucking ground record, actually. Jeez, that's like double the average of the last two years, I reckon. And uh, the uh, Dragon 16 came from tries to Paul Vaughan, Matthew Dufty, and fucking Tarek Sims. Mark that one down. The first time the Sims brothers ever done anything positive in a close encounter for their side. The Panthers 14 tries to May and Mansour. Cleary two or two conversions and a uh, penalty goal. Did I say we'd have got two conversions? Mm. Probably not. Uh, Fuck it. Go. Look, the club itself, and as I've said, there's nothing bigger than the club. Mm -hmm. Club is the healthiest club in the NRL. Mm -hmm. Reclaimed. Preying on the degenerate fucking gamblers. (laughs) Filling its coffers with their misery. Their fucking gum on Bozier. At least we're filling our fucking coffers. <laughs> we're not bending over and spreading our ass cheeks to the Lotto Land Masters. There's no need to be spreading anything. <laughs> we're just taking that, that, that sweet, sweet idiot tax money. <laughs> um, you know, this, all year, and, and I know Penrith has its narrative this year, and Clear is a young sensation, and they're a young team, and they're this is kind of fucked everybody when they didn't perform for the first half of the year mm-hmm. then all of a sudden they you know seven straight no one mentions that it's the Knights and the fucking dogs when they were shit and the Tigers and fucking no hope is manly and all of that shit but this was again an opportunity for that team to come out and give themselves a, a boost into the final series because the Dragons were the team that fucked them up round one Yep. came out and shell-shocked them and just embarrassed them. So for them to have played the way they did last week, and by that I mean the big guys controlling the middle, for them to play like that last week and then to come out this week and just completely go missing mm-hmm. was was bad to watch. And... No one denies the amount of talent in that side. Yep. No one de- you know, denies the amount of, you know, um, sting in the attack. But it's this weird thing with Panthers players. Th- they seem to get times, and it was unfortunately DWZ and fucking Wanga had it, where they're just going to fuck everything they touch. Yep. You know, I call it schoolie syndrome. There's just a certain period <laughs> where anything within a, a fucking certain radius. two meter radius yep. is, is getting violated, and you know we were talking about this before the show, and we were in complete agreement. The I can deal with fuck ups, I can deal with mistakes. Um, what I can't deal with is having a fucking forward. Do a one-on-one strip. Around halfway, let's say. Let's be fucking conservative and say on the 40-meter line. Run. I think it was further than that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and for the person that had the ball stolen to not even be fucking jogging. Not in the frame. If, if he was jogging, I'd be ropeable. Yeah. I'd be fucking ropeable. But to just do nothing. That shit's fucked. And that's... You'd bench an under eight for that fucking attitude. Fucking bench. You'd can them for the next two weeks. You'd make their fucking mum wash the jerseys. You'd well, make I was going to say, I had to say, oh, you careful and say bench, because, like, I mean, I nearly said pull them off, and, like, you know, although it would fit with the Neverland Ranch narrative, it's not, the, it's not exactly what I intended to mean. Yes. <laughs> um, but, you know, to me, that you know, DWZ isn't comfortable with his place in that team. And, and I don't know whether that's an ego thing or whatever it is, but you can see that he's trying to, to, to do too much of what the other guys are doing. Like Mansell's built for those yep. big carries yep. back in. He's not, you know. And, and what gave him the idea to run at Tarek Sims in the first place? Well, it was a pretty fucking good run, though, before the... I mean, just wrap, no, wrap, it, wrap it, the ball up there, yeah, mate. It, no, like, it was a great run. Yeah. It was a fucking great run. But you have no business trying to play tough cunt with a guy of that size. Yeah. You know? You did did fucking ending Michael Morgan's game with your shoulder give you delusions of grandeur. Game but, the Les Boyds. Yeah. Um the the thing that's most concerning, and I always get a little bit of hope back when Penrith have one of their slow first halves, then they come back out and look more organised or a different team. And it gives yeah. me hope that you know, maybe the coach isn't a fucking version of Aaron Woods come back from the future to fuck with fucking rugby league. Um, but Hook was just full potato in this game because they looked absolutely no different in that second half. It's not tough, and especially with a team like the Dragons, yep. to play straight and direct. We've got Campbell Gillard, who's been outstanding mm-hmm. in his form. Merrin in his comeback games has defied expectations in his involvement and his intensity. You know, Cartwright's back. All of a sudden, it's half a hit up. Wallace is playing Farrah out of fucking dummy half and running. And He's then, not right. And then all of a sudden, you end up with Cleary running sideways, just l- looking for a Trying to do a, a Cleary, gap. trying to do Cleary shit. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's not there. And yeah. it's a, I sent this, I was talking to um, to Biggest Tiger on Twitter. I said, you, you fucking have to bend the middle to open up the edges. It's, yeah. like well, it's, it's not fucking hard. Yeah. It, it is not fucking hard. Um, and, and for that not to get through and yep. that not to come out, with a more experienced team, I'd put that on the halves. But... With, with the way they are, I put that firmly on the coach. Yeah, but why can't the coach say that, but they're, you know, they're young and just don't execute on his instructions? Well, then I, I put that exactly onto the senior players. Yeah. You know? And if the coach is saying it and the senior players aren't filtering the message and reinforcing it so it's executed, mm. fucking change something. Yeah. You know, that's what I've been saying all year, that there's there's a disconnect somewhere. Yeah figure out where it is because seven games against basement sides and that, that's probably masked at those to some extent you know because winning form's good form blah because blah because they are the, uh, a narrative team yeah so um, thank fuck we got an easy run home that's all <laughs> I can say 
On a blood buzz. Bloke who wears a Panthers retro hoodie to work every day is in Swans gear today. It's all falling apart out west. Sad. Total Ben RL. How did the Panthers lose that game? Mansour looking awesome. Panthers the better team. Just need to learn how to cross the line. No, the Panthers were not the fucking better team. The Panthers were the worst team. The thing is, that fucking Tarek Sims thing, that happened like 25 minutes to go. Like plenty of fucking time. Yep. Plenty of time. And you know what? Plenty of time to just fucking knuckle down Mm -hmm. and fuck with them. I don't remember any like mad scramble where I even felt like they were coming home with a wet sail and you know close Look, to the I mean there was yeah there was they had some chances it, but it was again one, one of the unfortunate things that they, they were building to a little bit yeah clearing knocks on yeah. you know building to a little bit fucking Wonga forgets that he's supposed to catch a football yep so yep uh Saint underscore Lando Panthers soft draw runs out and Cleary's shown up as a boy playing against men Rishay underscore Rishi and with that, we've gone to gone from we could be fifth to lose and we're heading straight to Bali. Can't <laughs> uh, Devonhead. There hasn't been this many tears at Neverland Ranch since the last batch of Make a Wish kids came through. Oh, yes, fucking Dragons fan making fun of disabled kids. But they were all making fun of molested kids. Equally, equally as terrible. Oh no. As bad as his GST, as the GST fucking banner. Well, the, the molested kids chose to be altar boys, so they got to take some responsibility in it. Oh, was there was there a church at Neverland Ranch for them to be altar boys? That's, that's a, a boy, a boy who never grows up. <laughs> Right, back again post the testimonial final home game of the season. Nat. Hi. Unfortunate way to end a... Yeah, well, well first thing, welcome again, Thank as you. always. Um, it's, great, it's great to have you on. Um, sad. Sad final it home was game, though. So not the fairy tale. <laughs> no fairy tale for me. I <laughs> could not have gotten out of there quick enough, to be honest. <laughs> So was that? Did anything? Did anything special happen, or was you know talked about? Well, anything? to be honest, like I was quite nervous before the game yep. for the result, and I was a little bit frustrated because no one seemed to understand. I mean, everyone had it in their heads that we're in finals already, and I tried to explain to them mm-hmm. on at training the week before. No, no, like we might lose on Sunday, and this might happen. No one seems yep. to listen until after the game. We're like, oh, wait, hang on. Nat did say that. Well, yeah, she did. Anyway, so I was a bit frustrated before the game at, you know, everyone was in this dream world where it wasn't, you know, we could have finals or whatever. Like, it wasn't life Yeah, so I kind of like, and I was like, guys, we might not, like, you don't just turn up and win. Like, you, you, things might happen. Sure enough, we lose. I mean, afterwards, it was nice. Like, the manager asked for, like, a photo and that sort of thing. So, like, that was lovely. And she, like... That was quite nice. Um, but apart from that, I was just like, yep, in, out, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so, so if they had won, though, what would, it, what, what would the plan I probably have would been? Have, like, we probably would have gone to dinner, you know, enjoyed life yep. rather than just – I went home. And yep. you know when you go home and you don't even listen to music? Like it's that extent of, of yep. unhappiness with the world. That was me. So I was sitting there in silence <laughs> just like focusing on my breathing and <laughs> – I wasn't happy. You know, you know when it's when it's like when you when you're too pissed I off so for like you know for like sound of silence and like hello oh, darkness, my old friend. Like, when you're too, when like too pissed off even for that. Own self pity. 
and it was just the best. And then I got home and my brother tried to talk to me about the football and I said, shut up, we're not talking about football until the Cowboys... Yeah, if your team had done their job, then we wouldn't yeah, be in this yeah, mess. Yeah, exactly. I was like, mum, <laughs> get away from me. So I wasn't pleased. Still not pleased. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and you've 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 basically you've destroyed our our happy game weekend with I the know. Child. Oh no, you guys destroyed it already. Yeah, we by could not have been dragons when you should have. So <laughs> I think we everyone's have, destroyed We could each other. have we could have played each other this weekend just for fucking well, shits and giggles. Well, let's hope that it still is. If, if Cowboys get done, could be. It still can be for shits and giggles. So. Mark this down. Mark this down the first and only time I'll cheer them. Oh, my Broncos. God. I was thinking the same thing. I told some of the... And not only cheer them, though. Like, I want them to win. They need... Like, we need a 40 nil. Well, we just need anything. So can, even a field yeah, goal's cool time. I mean, and I cannot wait. Like, they are my own team. Yeah. Literally, on Thursday night. I cannot wait. And um, some of the girls wanted to, to go to the game on the weekend. And I told them, I was like, look, if Cowboys lose, and it's not really a life or death kind of thing, I'll go. But I can't go yep. if it's life or death. I cannot face... <laughs> A manly, you know, with manly fans around. I can't, no. On a special day, it's not an old boys' day, but it's like people you know, are leaving and yeah, all that stuff. To, and honestly, I cannot well, do yeah, it. Good, I will have a mental breakdown. Stuart and Matai and Maddie Ballins coming yeah. back. So I just said I can't do that, and they they fully understood. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was going to come down for this game like you know a couple of weeks ago. I was, I was like, yeah, we'll go down, and then and then I was like, then it was Father's Day yeah, the day yeah. after, and I was like, I was going to take my kid down, and I was like, oh, I couldn't get a flight back oh, that night, just, you know, because the game's like five thirty yeah, on Saturday. It's like the weird yeah. time game as well. It's not like an mm-hmm. early one, and I couldn't get a flight at like nine thirty or anything like that. And so um, I was just like, oh, and then then they started playing like bitches. And I was just like, yeah, I got it. I'm, I'm not flying all the way down there. He's not going to have his first his first experience at Brookvale with, with these guys playing like that. Yeah, exactly. Shit. So, no, look, I just, I can't, like, I want to be in the comfort of my own home if I'm having a mental breakdown during this game, so <laughs> literally that needs to happen. <laughs> and then after the game, then it's like, then it's like, if, you know, if the worst should happen and like the Cowboys win oh, or whatever, and you know, it's, it's just like it all goes wrong, then it's, then it's like, you got to cheer the dogs Oh, no, but I've Sunday. got no faith in that game. Like, to me, it's already registered as a Dragons win in my head. I've got absolute... For me, it is too, but maybe that mindset is the, is, is going to be a problem. Oh. Well, hopefully, but I don't know. I just don't see that working out for us. So it's no. it's either it's all in the Cowboys here for me. In my head, it's all in the Cowboys. Yeah. So come on, Cowboys, lose. Uh, it's all for Manly. It's all on, it's all in Manly. Mm. They got the they they the they are the masters of their own destiny. Oh, I don't like and, I don't uh, like trusting my own team to win. I prefer to trust other teams to <laughs> work it out for us. Yeah, especially when they're not in good form. Like you know, and they're not they're not playing yeah. well. It's just um yeah, I hate that shit too. Um okay, so questions this week. Got a, obviously, you know, there's some grunk shit coming from the Dragons. <laughs> um, De, Niro, De Niro sent two tweets through, the first of which he just wanted he, he wanted to comment on this tweet. That This is the tweet from someone else who's not mm-hmm. a listener. He said, I'm not sold on Penrith. The NRL handed them the softest draw ever. They haven't played a top five side since friggin' April. Oh, then he's gone, hashtag NRL's pet project. And uh, De Niro's qu- question is for mm-hmm. you. Is this 99 or 100% correct? No, it's not true. Like, this is what annoys me. Like, I don't know. I, I, I understand we have – I've said before our, our draw, I prefer to call it opportunistic, but, like, it was it was soft, <laughs> like, you know, compared to yeah. – I, I get that. I fully, fully understand that. But at the same time, look, we've played multiple teams in which their seasons are on the line and, we, and we've gotten up, like, that sort of thing. It, it's not – I don't know. Yeah. You can't – for example, like, look, I don't – 
I don't know, it's hard to formulate my argument here, but because I see where people are coming from, I really do. But at the same time, we play with what's in front of us. And I think, you know, on your day, your Canberra Raiders, when you when the season's on the line, on their line, doesn't matter where they are, that's a hard game right there and then, you know. Um, but also, also you can't judge, I don't think you can judge a draw. Like, I know a lot of people look at draws in advance and they go, oh, that's a good, that's yeah. a good draw, but you just don't know. I mean, people would have looked at, you know, the, the Penrith games on their schedule ahead this year, like, been like in well, March, that's really hard. and gone, yeah. They're yeah, going to be tough, right. and they look at the manly ones, and they go, "Oh, well, you know, they, you know, we'll yeah. shit on them." And um, and but the thing is, as well, I mean, like, what top five? I mean, which teams were in the top five at the time you played them? Yeah. When you played them, I mean, that may have you know fought like because manly were like you know they second play, at some play. stage, you know, they they touched second, and you know some other teams have you know gone up and down but and fluctuated and that kind also, of thing, like, like we Cowboys. Lost against we lost against Roosters by two. Um, we actually came mm-hmm. quite close to Melbourne. Like, that was quite a good game. And, look, I can't remember. Yep. Like, Brisbane was a horrible, horrible time. Eels, was, Eels yeah. we lost by six. Yep. And it's just like, like, it's not like we got done. Every time we got, you know, a, a team above us, we got done by 100. That's not the case. Like, we put yep. in a good yep. a good fight or whatever. I'm not saying that we had a good year. We didn't have a good year at all whatsoever. But at the same time, we can only play with what's in front of us. And kudos to us if we took, you know, the opportunity to do what we had to do to get to where we are now. I tell you, it's funny when you break down and, and, and you look at the, the small things that keep get teams in and out yeah. of the eight. And, and I mean, we look at Canberra's season. Literally three points, three points cost them a final spot. They they lost to us twice in I Golden so Point. And then we beat the Warriors by one point, which is the last nail yeah. in their coffin. So literally three oh, field goals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we killed them and I love it. That's what you get, Ricky, you fucking myth of a coach. Um, <laughs> hey, Sam Warden asks, will you be at the grand final meetup to collect your victory, Taco? And if not, who do you nominate in your stead? <laughs> well, I have to see what's happening. Usually we go to the grand final we yep. work and we have like function before that. So uh, that mm-hmm. is TBA. We, we start pretty early, so you'll probably be able to, I mean... It's possible. It's possible to do both, but because um, we try and we try and accommodate people who are you know, because a lot of people yeah, go to the game, and some people you know their team might not be in the yeah. grand final, but they're playing in like you know the first yeah, one yeah. or you know the first game on you know, things like that. So we try and make it like a drop in, drop yeah, out definitely. kind of thing. Um, yeah, well, let's, as it works, let's but, uh, TBA yeah. that one. <laughs> okay, and if and and and, it, and if you can't make oh, it, so then uh, I'll just take the I'll, I'll okay. take the Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Deal. laughs> Uh, okay, and, uh, and De Niro, he's, he's just a comedy. I'll tell you, Brighton's, I don't, I, I don't mean this in a negative way, <laughs> but man, they're, they're, they're rugby league slots, oh, right? No, because they, this is something that um, my boss is very uh, strong about. We will never, he's a yes. slides with the West Tigers, very clearly, and we will yes. never put our okay. names on a jersey besides the West Tigers, ah, which some yes. other law firms, Shine Lawyers, have done. They've, <laughs> they've gone across <laughs> Parramatta and Cowboys. So, yeah, we will. Like, it's a great. It's been really good for us sponsoring rugby league. It's really, really good. Um, so many different yeah. things too. Like, you hear them like you know, sponsoring like Triple M stuff on the radio. Yeah, definitely. And, but West Tigers is a hundred percent where my boss. Um, that's a hundred percent where our allegiance lies, which is because he's he's given us something that the Dragons tweeted out today. Yeah. I think it was. It's uh, need legal advice. Yeah. Attend free <laughs> legal center at St George Leagues on September six. <laughs> thanks to our official Red V membership partner, Brighton's. And so it's an official ask now. I right. actually won't be at that one. So <laughs> oh, unlucky Sorry, Dragons guys. fans or oh, Dragons 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 supporting criminals <laughs> or you know degenerates or whatever. 
<laughs> Maybe one day. <laughs> so yeah, Brydens need Brydens need to tip in tip in on uh, on this week in league. I mean, if they want to keep keep throwing around that that rugby league money, uh, <laughs> don't tempt him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll tempt him. Call me. Um, and that's that's it for the questions. This oh, I week. love it. Uh, I have to. I have. To, I'm just glad we could glad we could keep it civil yeah, this look, week. I'm surprised that this podcast is going to go ahead this week without anyone having a mental breakdown or stress crying. Seriously. I- Stressful, stressful time in very, our relationship this one. Very, very stressful time, and I hope week. we can just, um, you know, until we'll be okay. We're, we're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. Because, I, I mean, like a couple of weeks ago, it was like, oh, it's fine. Like, you guys are fine, and we're going to, well, you know, I remember games. Saying, we'll be fine, and, and it won't really I matter, you know. I that maybe it would be a fight for the top eight, and you said, nah, nah, we'll be in the top four by then. Maybe you guys, you know, you guys might have a bit of an issue, but we'll be in the top four by then. And then you guys lost to the fucking Bulldogs. <laughs> Yeah, well, we lost the we lost the, the Tigers oh, before yeah. that. If you want to talk about Good shit times. teams, yeah, yeah. And so now it's actually has come it to has. pass. And then thanks to you guys last week, it's manual. I mean, because it still could have been it still could have just been a nothing <laughs> game. It might come you know, on DWZ. Then. I mean, like just ball security, yeah, mate. Don't even start me. Come like, on, Dylan. <laughs> and if you're gonna lose, I mean, it's like when uh, yeah, when you're watching like you know the under eights and stuff. You're playing like if a kid misses the tackle, you're like. That's your got you missed him. Yep, you get it. Not this time. I think everyone was just chase in so much shock that Turn it happened. I will say it was yeah, a good play. Yeah. So credit where credits due, Tarek Sims. It was, yeah, it was, it's, it's yeah. Well, I mean, it's good to see a Sims brother much. actually like snatching snatching victory from the rather than giving it away, snatching defeat. Yeah, I mean, so I think it's the first time one of the male Simses have actually ever done decent. that. I mean, usually it's the sister. Usually it's the sister that's uh, that's doing. Yeah, the absolutely. <laughs> and the brothers are like knocking their teams out of finals and just making general useless. Had to happen themselves. against us. Good on them. <laughs> yeah, had to. Unfortunate, unfortunate. And that's and that that game has concluded our season mm-hmm. with St George beating. Both of our teams, like, 100% record against Yeah, and teams. I think it's massive karma for me by coming out in the first episode yeah. being like, yeah, it's an easy game this week. We'll be fine. And yeah. Yeah, you I regret that. It's on you. I regret that very much. I apologise. I formally apologise to all Dragons fans. I may have appended with my words. And you guys win. You win. I lose. <laughs> I haven't done the, the you know the table thing, um, but you know, pre- presuming the, the 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 Cowboys if they get flogged mm-hmm. and then whatever happens with our game doesn't matter, um, it's a close loss either win or loss or whatever. There's a pretty good chance that one of us will be going up against. I do them not again. want to play them again. <laughs> for the glory, for the glory of the I'm, podcast, I'm done. I'm done with the Dragons this year. Like they've had their fun. We shut these yeah, fools up. No, because they probably won't. It'll probably be three out of three from them. So no, thank you. <laughs> Yeah. All right then. Have a great week once again. Thanks very much, and especially especially after you know such a sad uh, sad okay, time. And uh, best of luck for the weekend. And hopefully you get yourself uh, one more game. I'm let's just say let's just say best of luck anyway. to the Broncos. That's a good way to keep us both happy. Look, if the Broncos could do what the Storm oh, did sorry. last week, I would be absolutely Real. delighted. We'll be watching, I'm sure, with great interest next tomorrow. Oh, I, I tell you, and I would I will never support the Broncos as much. As I do tomorrow. <laughs> Under any circumstances. Even if the Broncos get to the grand final and it's a storm, I won't support them as much as I am tomorrow. <laughs> that's a big call. That's that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Well, because in the grand final, you're like, oh, storm, you know, okay, you kind of, you won the minor premiership by a billion points. I mean, you, I can't argue with the fact that, you know, you've been the best team through the season, probably yeah. deserve it. But this time, you know, deserve ain't got nothing yep. to do with it. Cowboys don't deserve what's going to happen to them, but they need to get beaten. They don't. 60. I really like the Cowboys, so I feel really quite sad about this, but yep. sorry. <laughs> 
Every man for himself. When you got to go, you got to go. Yep. Sorry, guys. Sorry, Cowboys. You've tried hard, but that's enough. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. Unfortunate. I mean, it's terrible, you know, to, to lose, you know, lose up there in uh, in front of your home crowd like that. But uh, yeah, it's just the way it's got to be. Play, you've tried so hard, been so gallant, but oh well. Yeah. Exactly. It's the way it's got to be. Unlucky. Sorry, guys. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you next week with the wash Sounds up, and hopefully, we, and hopefully we're both we're both happy. Happy in finals, we can talk about impending finals games. Exactly. All right, see you next week. See you then. All right, previews this week. Oh, my tips are one hundred percent on what I need to happen, and. You know, from what I've heard, the secret is actually real. So I'm putting, <laughs> I'm putting it out there into the universe, and uh, and hopefully the law of attraction can attract the results that I require. Starting with the Brisbane Broncos beating the Cowboys by about forty. Thirty's <laughs> enough. Forty would be even better if they could do a Melbourne Storm job. Even better. <laughs> This is, mark this down in your fucking diaries. What's the date going to be tomorrow? <laughs> what today now as we're recording is after midnight, but um, whatever the date is, mark it down in your diaries. The day that, <laughs> the day that Nate, old <laughs> this week in league, Nate is fucking cheering on the Broncos. <laughs> I'm I'm riding I'm riding these motherfuckers harder than Benny on a gilf. So <laughs> win win just just for starters, just win and then fucking then. See, I, don't, well. I don't imagine that that's that hard. What's that? Benny on a gill. You know those big fucking wavy men they put outside of carpet stores? I, I reckon he's about four seconds after they turn it on. That's how energetic he is. <sighs> All right. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, the, no changes to the Cowboys side from last week. Uh, Broncos have lost Sims, and he's out for the season. He is. And uh, they bring a car who back in on the wing. That fucking at least means I go up by sixes. Yeah. Now look, I've I feel like that the Broncos are one of those sides, and this may be wishful thinking talking, but I feel like the Broncos are one of those sides that, that fucking humiliated last week, mm. and don't respond to that in a very friendly way. And although it wouldn't be a loss they had to have, but I don't think it's like some fucking canary in a coal mine of that's it, they're just going to get blasted out. And, no, you know, not at all. I think this is, they, they turn it around, uh, double their efforts, and uh, flog these fucking cowboys and just uh, do what the uh, do what the Tigers should have done to them last week. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. I, I think the Broncos are, are mentally damaged by what happened last week. I don't think they're mentally damaged enough for it to allow the, the Cowboys team in their current guise. It might come out if they were playing Parramatta get, again, in, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think, but I, I think it's just, a, you know, it's a, a, a rivalry game anyway. Or if they came up against the Cowboys team that fucked them in a grand final, mm-hmm. you know, the, the minute yep. there's the yep. blue and yellow headgear out there when they run out, yep. they're fucking dusted. Um, but if you if you look at the last time they got pumped by Parramatta, that was a week before they came out and put half a century on the Titans. Now, I know exactly. that's the Titans. They're far Doesn't worse matter. than the that's Cowboys. But, yeah. 54-0 would be fucking ideal. Fucking oath. And, look, anything less than 54 points, Broncos, and your fucking failures. Exactly. You've uh, you've you've brought shame on yourselves, your families. You know what? All your supporters listen to this Get out show. there and put 50 on them. 
and I'll start, you know... I'll, I'll give you the validation you desperately require. I'll do you, you solid, and I'll start telling you that Milford's great. Because I know what it's like to have fans of other clubs talk about one of your halves and say how fantastic they are. And I know how good that feels. Feels good, doesn't it? it feels fantastic. <laughs> I'll talk about your fat little fucking conductor. <laughs> and his fucking halo. <laughs> Eels, take on the rabbits. I don't see Parramatta losing this. Parramatta going to win it. Um, is, is Arthur known for resting? I don't think so. They are still playing for potentially third place, depending on what happens on the night before. So, look, the Broncos can win and put that put that to bed. But I believe that you know if they lose, then I think the Sharks have a chance of jumping into four. I think the I think the second bite of the the Cherry in finals is more important to them than anything else. I don't think they'll be resting people. Oh, 100 percent. Um, and I don't think there'll be any late resting. Even if the Broncos win and win well and take uh, take third off the table for them, they'll they'll still need fourth and uh, they'll play accordingly. Yeah. Um, the Rabbitohs, fuck, I mean, it's going to hurt. You know, last week hurt, but they've still got nothing. At the end of the day, they've got nothing to play for other than nuisance value, and I don't think they'll even achieve that. Yeah. Roosters take on the Titans in Sydney. This Titans side, fucking hell. Okay, what do we got? Jared Wallace is suspended. Copley, Roberts, Peets, and Vivi all injured, so they're gone. So Pulu moves into the centres. LG starting... Boils the prop. <laughs> Politoni, you after winning his uh his you know Q Cup or whatever Hooker of the Year, he's coming into Hooker, and he had a good game the last time he played a couple of weeks ago. What the fuck is this? What's the Sarge doing? They've got fucking six hundred people out. Where's the Sarge? Uh, <laughs> look, they and in the to 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 wrap up their twenty one, they've got four players from their twenties. Under twenty side name. Yeah. Okay. In an, and and of all the players who aren't injured, Jared Hayne. <laughs> so <laughs> he he will be there. So honestly, if the Roosters can't absolutely fucking destroy this yeah. side, then I'm calling match fixing. Like simple as that. Th- it needs to be that hard that Hope Solo should feel it touch the sides. This game has the potential fucking the Roosters for the finals because it's going to be such an unopposed training session yeah. for them that it's just not the hit out you need before you're going into the toughest footy of the year. Okay, what did you do? Saturday, 5.30, Mighty Manly Seagulls versus Penrith Panthers. You guys, if the Cowboys lose, then you guys can afford to lose and you're probably okay. Yep. Unless you get fucking pumped. Our situation depends on the Cowboys. If the Cowboys get pumped, then we're probably okay if it's like a hard-fought game too. Or well, we're definitely okay if it's a hard-fought game. Mm. But, um, you know, we'll, the, we'll know the equation by the time we go into this game. <clears throat> My feeling is that um, if Manly had have just like somehow barely won against the, the Warriors through like an 80-minute situation where it was just like a close game and both teams were just fucking playing like shit, yep. I'd be really worried about this game. But the way that they came out and just blasted out those last 10 minutes when fucking when the pressure was on against a team, you know, who folded under the pressure, I've got a pretty good feeling about it. Um, Sirenin returns, which means Sean Lane is dropped. And and after, you know this already, but yeah, having a discussion with someone, let's say, very close to the side. Mm. And, uh, and 
Sean Lane is one of the dumbest fucking. I mean, we're talking about the fucking. What, what, what were you saying about what were you? What were you saying about Aaron Woods? But I mean, Sean Lane is literally. He needs to be told where to stand, when to run, start his run, <laughs> when to take his run, all that shit. Um, and so he's apparently a very, very look. Which is tr- trends up in the coach's box with one. The term I left, heard, the, the term, right. the term I heard, heard which uh, came from a player in the side, was that he's the dumbest footballer he's ever played with. And Oof. I know this player has played with some dumb fucking potatoes in the time. So Sean Lane has has got wow. a, ju- a dubious claim to fame. Um, and and so with him being out of it I mean Ciro was going great guns I hope Ciro's not rushed I hope he's he's actually you know right I mean I heard he was going to be good for finals so like one week earlier than that probably you know not a not a massive deal but you know hopefully you know I want to see him do you reckon Ciro has a touch of the Merrins about him where he's just going to be that severely underdone for the first couple of weeks don't don't know. I mean, like I, I just feel like no matter what, he's still a better option than Sean Lane. <laughs> I mean, you, you, yeah. you're you're upgrading. I mean, you know, maybe he's a sweet potato, but I mean, like, it's better than just a fucking Desiree or whatever the fuck Sean Lane is. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so yeah. Um, and, and and then then you've got like it's not an old boys day, but it's kind of the same vibe. I mean, it's a home game. It's uh it's the the official goodbye to to Snake, uh, Matt I and Matty Ballin's coming back down for it as well. So there's going to be like the Golden Eels are going to be doing the doing the day there, like they did with the old boys day a couple of weeks ago, which was when they fucking destroyed East as well. So there's a lot of things environmentally around this game that that should contribute to a great performance the only nagging thing in the back of my head is like the last three weeks <laughs> all everything before the 73rd minute of the Warriors game um, that's a bit meh so the last the last time they played well like that was mm. at home look I, I guess it's nice that it's at home and that your fucking number one member can go back to strongly campaigning against marriage equality when you're done pretending yes. you know that his life's guided by the pretend fucking cunt in the sky. Are you saying that that is? Are you saying that's the, only, the like that's the that's the factor that's going to prevent the Panthers from being fucked in the ass in this game? No, no. A couple of the factors that that will prevent the Panthers being fucked in the ass um, is, as you said, our edges are pretty much interchangeable at the moment. So your fucking Japanese fan paper thin. Edges are going to have to face either Peachy and Mansour or Wunger and uh, Fare. It's going to, yeah. Because DWZ named on the wing, but he'll probably play fullback because... And you don't have any Sims. <laughs> right? Hey, we got, we got fucking, we got Ciro. Oh, you're talking about Sims. Yeah, the other thing. <laughs> you've got, you know... Very, very good fullback, representative quality fullback. Mm-hmm. And we've got a kid who's going to test him with the high ball. The other thing we have, though, is this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful young half who can kick them along the ground. Now, that's where your defence is going to look that fucking disorganised. Your fullback's going to be so fucking out far of his depth reaching his fucking gangly BFG arms down to pick up these balls. 
<laughs> that you're not going to know who the biggest fucking tumour in your team is, Lewis Brown, or the one on fucking effort face pituitary gland. You the are thing is, absolutely fucked. Unless Cleary can fucking can get grubbers to the in-goal area from the 40-metre line, he's not going to get the chance otherwise. Because he's going to get absolutely... I mean, he's going to feel like he's at Neverland Ranch. The molestation that he's going to be confronted by. No. He's going to be the one the power, The power of fucking whatever church Tony Abbott subscribes to <laughs> will be brought down upon him to the power of Michael Jackson. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you ever wonder why, why it's funny to joke about like pedophilia and glamorous pedophiles? So replace what you just said with Dennis Ferguson and it's not okay. <laughs> I guess because like in the in the in in like, you know, the whatever the NBA of rock spiders is, Dennis Ferguson was is like this undrafted free agent. <laughs> Whereas, you know, you got the other ones like your George Pells and everything, like, you know, they're obviously, you know, he plays for the church. <laughs> Michael Jackson plays well I mean he's got his own very powerful team. Reckon, he's a Michael Jackson. You reckon Macaulay Culkin? He's a, he's a Michael Jordan, I should say. Macaulay Culkin limped out of there and he's like, Yeah, at least he autographed thriller. <laughs> Just Oh, I got to be in the black and white film clip. <laughs> no. um, uh, we did a rehearsal of black and white, then I yeah, got to be in the black and white th- film clip. This is a fucking danger game because you you look at St George coming in, and therefore, no, so, well, St George are guaranteed they win, they're in. It's just guaranteed. It's a fact because well, be- yeah, by virtue in. of their for and against. That's it. Because their for and against is superior to Penrith, superior to North Queensland, and superior to Manly. Yeah, it may. It, I mean, we are making a huge assumption that they. I mean, they still have to win their game, but the assumption is that you yeah. know they certainly should do. That's I mean, it. So, it's cra- if they don't, I mean, oh my fucking god, it's going to be hilarious. If St George lose, St <laughs> George. It's funny. St George are the one. There's four teams vying for three positions. The team in the best position is St George. Yep. Because they've got the perceivably easiest, easiest game. game. And they've got the best for and against. So even though they're, yeah. they're the one team that's out of the dance at the moment, they're the s- seen as the most comfortable one. That's it. So. Um, you guys are fair, yeah, okay. You can afford to lo- you can afford to lose this game and still get in, depending on what happens with- if the Cowboys lose. Yeah, I think the risk to us is that we're going to be too eager to get to your edges, and we're going to make mm. the same mistakes we did last week. It's good. And this thing, winning form is good form, and the streak was a streak, and you had to win those games, and that was great, but. The one thing, I mean, it, apart from the, for me, apart from the first twenty minutes against Canberra, I just don't think it was convincing at any stage. Like when that that first twenty minutes against Canberra, I was thinking to myself, okay, fucking here we go. Finally, they've done the whole ugly win yeah. thing for months, and then it's just come together. Yeah. And even that game, look, again, then Canberra got the ball. They're not going to be. Oh, and and that's it. You, you look yeah. at Penrith last couple of games and we're missing in excess of 40 tackles every match yep you know and like your goal line or like you know you're close to goal line yeah defense. it's horrid yeah so and the thing and one thing is I mean like I joke about uh, about young Moylan being you know kind of surplus to the team's requirements these days because you know it seems that Cleary goes better without him but his defense though mm. he saves some shit oh like, yeah. he's life saving shit like he saved yes. that game that game against Canberra I mean he almost won you know, like <laughs> it, it was three. It was three. He stopped yeah, single-handedly. Yeah, he won it so, with his defence. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, could could do with someone with a bit of fullback experience this week. But um, yeah, and I'm I'm sure he. You know, and 
Look, I still feel it's his best position, and and part of that is coloured by the way that May has come on, and, you know, and kind of made not made it his own, but you know, fuck, you could do worse than having him in there. Yeah, hundred oh, percent better than Moylan. Like, not a better. I'm not saying necessarily he's a better player, but much better with Cleary. Well, yeah, they played yeah. A, a lot of undergrade together, but um, first world problems. Yeah, exactly. So in a, in a in a perfect world, the Cowboys lose by forty. And then we and then we we're just playing for shits and giggles and just yeah let's have a nice little contest and you know exactly. see who wins see who, you know someone wins someone loses well, it doesn't matter if you had done your fucking job last week that's what it would be I know we'd just be like who cares we're playing for whoever's going to play whoever in the you know who would you rather have in the first round of the finals that'd be the interesting conversations we'd be having yes, right now that is true but you know as often happens with you know these you only had one job situations mm. the teams from the west. Fucked up our well, relaxing last week of the season. De- depend depending on what happens, we'll probably have each other first week. Uh, I don't think yeah, that's no. I don't think that's going to happen. Like let's okay, let's fucking is let's it, look at this. Seriously. Is it five and six or is it five and eight? It's five and eight and six and seven. Yeah, okay. So you so we go here and let's have a look at the fucking table right now. So I'm going to assume that these these are the assumptions that will that I'll make for this. The assumptions are that North Queensland will lose to the Broncos. Yep. Let's first just say they lose by one point. Yep. Just a loss on the table. Drag, and then the, the assumption is the Dragons will beat the Dogs mm-hmm. by one point. Doesn't yep. matter. Whatever. So the Dragons are in, and they'll have a plus minus of you know like you just you assume ninety yep. plus. Now, that puts them. They're gonna. They they will jump straight into sixth place. Sixth. Correct. Yep. They can't get any higher than that, so they'll finish in sixth place. Yep. Fairly certain. It's hard to say what's going to happen with the Sharkies, but you would assume that they'll finish in fifth. Yep. Let's say they finish in fifth. Okay, so it's going to be... We definitely won't have each other. We will be... You would have to say, if North Queensland do the right thing, then we would say that, you know, we'll either be, we'll either be seventh or eighth. Yeah, okay. Okay, which means that we'll either be playing Cronulla or playing the Dragons. Yeah. And like, you know, I'm happy to play Cronulla because we fucking own Cronulla. I'm fucking happy to play Cronulla because they're shit. (laughs) But you know what? Fucking bring the Dragon cunts on too, though, because they fucking got it coming. Could you imagine they're like, oh, we won all, we beat all of this week in league teams all season, and then when it counts, they fucking lose. Yeah, fucking nice. The the salt, the delicious fucking salt. I'm I'm going. Drive me to cardiac arrest, but it'd be worth it. Yeah. At the meetup? Yep. There will be fucking nothing but that fucking song about 500 miles. Yeah, well, also oh, like, no, that's the proclaimers, not the pretenders. Whatever the fucking pretenders <laughs> sing. That's all I'm fucking playing. <laughs> <laughs> but I will be proclaiming that you're fucking that pretenders. They are pretenders. <laughs> well, fuck it, I'll even bring out... I'll, I'll, I'll try and dig out, dig out an empty. see if anyone can fucking rip the single of the St. George Can't Play from fucking Alfie Langer and the Walters boys. <laughs> but look, we're, we're, looking, we're looking ahead. But suffice to say that I hope we, uh, we have a good game that, that ensures both of us make it into the finals. Yes. Um, Melbourne Storm take on the Raiders. Down in Melbourne. It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't. Affects nothing. Bellamy is one to rest. He should rest his entire fucking side because it really does not fucking matter. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that they have an issue with momentum right now. I don't think a week off is going to do too much, to, to, to be perfectly honest. They're going to be playing a team, 
you know, the Eels might have some decent form of momentum. Otherwise, the other option is that they'll be playing, um, you know, substandard Sharks or they'll be playing Broncos who've just lost a couple of games in a row, including one where yeah. they had 50 put on them. So, and I, I think when you look at where Parramatta's strengths are, Melbourne have those strengths but a little bit cleaner. Yeah. Like for, for the semi, they've they've got... The Vooney. The Vooney and... Yeah. Um, for Jennings, they've they've got the fox. Yeah, good fucking luck catching any of those kinds. Good luck catching the fox anyway. Doesn't matter who you are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got so. James Roberts. Fuck him. Who? Who? The <laughs> <laughs> guy ain't got shit neither. Um, if I was if I was Bellamy, they they blow the whistle. I just walk out there myself and just start stroking my dick. Just Why does everything have to be about fucking just masturbating publicly with you? <laughs> Well, you know, that's what I did time for. But, um, but the, yeah, you're, that is how little this game matters. Yeah. The, uh, it would be, you know, not for the general public, but, but putting yourself in the position of a Melbourne supporter, it would be heartbreaking if, you know, someone like Billy Slater or Cameron Smith Went down. copped a fucking injury in a game like this that's absolutely nothing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Knights take on the Sharks. This one... You know, the Sharks need the win. Knights have been letting a lot of fucking points in lately, and they're probably a decent... It's not a, a finals intensity test for the Sharks. Not at all. But the Knights will be looking to, to continue their brighter end of the season. They've got some nuisance value. They can affect the composition of the of, of the placements in the in the final eight with this, if they could get a win. It's at home. It's their last game at home. They can, they can also... Old Boys Day, which is traditionally like a Newcastle fucking talisman yeah. day. I was going to say they, they could potentially avoid the spoon, but they'd have to put a, a bloody big score. Yeah, in that's, that's, and West would have to lose. That's that's mathematical so, to the maximum. Um, plus, I, I don't know what sort of funds they've made this year, but Cronulla are about due for another commemorative plaque. Yeah, well, I mean, usually that's you know they don't usually release them when it happens to them though. So, so you know, I, I think I think Sharks will win. I mean, they've yeah. got to get fucking serious about their season at some point, don't they? Um, Henry Perinara so fun and games to ensue Dragons take on the Bulldogs as I said I'm tipping on what I want to happen hat trick to each Morris brother well Brett Morris is out so that's not going to happen fuck <laughs> oh fuck he is too a hat trick to Chase Stanley before his knees explode Um, Montoya, fucking, he can get a hat trick. Yeah, go Montoya to discover who killed his father. Look, there's, like, let's be realistic. There's no fucking way the dogs can win this game given the stakes required. However, Dugan's in the side. And he was, he was, geez, he was terrible against the Broncos. Like, you know, he, he was they, fucking they, they, they might be a better side without him. So, yeah. So, so that could be a positive in the dogs. And look, you know, Dugan's out. You've got, you know, look, arguably there's a bunch of these. It's not, a dra- it's not a Dragons home game where they do, you know. No, but but there's, yeah, if you listen to everything you hear, there's a lot of these Dogs players that are playing for contracts or for upgrades elsewhere or for tickets elsewhere. Yep. Um, that might just be motivation enough. Leisha, hat-trick for Leisha. Just try and fucking uh, get himself on the map for someone to buy him. What country is he eligible for? I don't know. That'd be fantastic if he was eligible for Lebanon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know that they're not fucking. That they would never ever. 
ever overlook Robert. It would just be fantastic. (laughs) It would be, but that ain't going (laughs) to fucking happen. (laughs) Look, dogs buy fucking 50. Yep. Not because they have to, just because because the law of attraction that I'm putting out there requires it to Mm. be so. Yes. So, uh, yeah, unlucky Dragons fans, you got so close. As, uh... As Chester Bennington said, <laughs> before, he sung, before he hung himself out the dry, <laughs> you try so hard. <laughs> In the end, it doesn't even matter. You miss the finals, cunts. Tigers take on the Warriors. Who the fuck's Chester? Is it a movie? It's just, don't be. No. What are you, Glenn now? No. Who is it? It's a singer out of Lincoln Park. Oh, Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah, well, okay. I'm sorry. I'm not 16 and angry at my dad. It's a a newsworthy situation, really. I mean, what it was only like three weeks ago when he killed himself. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I guess he had some fucking first world problems to complain about. You know, no, no one ever got him, and he was upset because he had those big fucking round things in his ears. That you know. well, ears don't come back from that. No, it's the thing. There's nothing you do. You got to plug them. Yeah. Yeah. That was probably the entire... <laughs> you, you've summed it up. You, you've articulated it so well. well. I've never felt so old as when I hear Linkin Park. <laughs> Them and that fucking Essence band. What's that? With the girl singer. Oh, are they even still around? I don't know. But see, to me, that was, that, that was that the was same like time. That was like 15 years ago, man. So was Linkin Park. Yeah, but they was they were still releasing stuff, though. Like up until, like, yeah, recently. Obviously, I don't anticipate a lot of new material coming out of them. <laughs> Well, they can't get the corpse and squeeze it, and it goes. Ugh. <laughs> it's about the same. <laughs> oh, I don't even know where the line was. West Tigers. This is the this is the latest we've ever recorded in the in the uh, J era of the show. It's fucking late. West Tigers versus the Warriors, Leichhardt Oval. Okay, so it's a perfect Leichhardt farewell mm. for Tedesco Woods. I don't see any other outcome than the Tigers giving their long-suffering fans something to cheer about. Yeah. Elijah Taylor playing hooker for this game. The Warriors, their grand final was last week. And they gave their best shot and they weren't good enough. Leichhardt is traditionally a place... Sunday at Leichhardt is the number one most favourable match conditions for the West Tigers to play, no matter how they're going form-wise. And... Yeah, like like you said, I've seen games this year where you would assume the Warriors had something to play for or... No, last week was the goodbye to... But even, you know, during Origin, when they were coming up against Origin-affected teams, in fucking, okay, take the opportunity, get the two points, and just nothing. Um, Okay, Tigers... Tigers, Tigers by plenty. Not that, it, not that it matters, but uh, you know, finish the season with a win and everything. That's it. Just uh, put a smile on Biggest's face. That's all I want. <laughs> and.
And that is full time for episode 270. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. We're also on Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. So share that stuff up, everyone. And when you're on Twitter as well, you know, when we do the show release things, fucking hit a retweet on that as well. I mean, I know a lot of you do. And shout out to, to uh, Sam. Uh, hey, Sam Warden. He's always like, uh, he's not just retweeting and he's, you know, doing a little quote thing and spruiking the show and Sam's fantastic spreading the word he's a fucking legend um iTunes no new reviews this week so uh you know you know what to do Supercoach the Wendells still maintain a slender lead at the top this will go down to the end uh, NZ underscore magpie 54 Ebenezer Rascals Dingbats Lamb of God Junior Mints Lucky Punks Sesame Timbers Reach Around Robbo and Seaweed Steelers just to um to put it out there yes should we give out a twilly this year for best review we could do. We'll go through all the ones that were received this year. Yep. And pick the best. Yep. All right. Done. Mm. So you've got a couple of weeks left to get those in. Uh, tipping. Lynn, am I winning? She's back on top by herself. 127. Followed by Mad Dog and Matthew Brella in second and third place. One point back. Another point back to Thacos. Or Thacos. And uh, then we go back another one to Heavy Nova DSAP. Kylie, Terry G, and one back to Jimmy Pop and uh, TBI Dragon. So Jimmy Pop is, he was fucking, he's dropped four, he got two out of eight last week. Oof, that's why everyone's always picking on him. That is a fucking killer. When you were tied at the top, and now you're four Ooh. points back. Last round of the season to get the points back too, because fuck, maximum four games a week from yeah. this point on, and, it only, and the number keeps dropping. So and, and three when you consider that the Storm will play in. Yeah, one. one of those. Ga- yeah, exactly. So, or maybe that might that might be the grand final. That might be the final strategy, tipping against the storm when they get done. Inevitably, when they choke, mm. I say putting that law of attraction out there. Again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what I've been fucking reduced to, mumbo jumbo, <laughs> fucking voodoo. <laughs> that's it. That's all we got time for. In fact, we fucking ran out of time probably an hour ago. But here we are. So, uh. Yeah, talk to you next week. Go the Mighty Panthers. Salute.